So usually we go about 12 hours. God dang. Let me call it tomorrow. <laughs> All right. Uh, however you want to start this, man. We can start it through the ass or... I don't know. Last time we did that, it uh, <laughs> fucked my stomach up pretty good. So I guess we won't, we won't do that again. Are you recording already? Yeah. Okay. I can edit. <laughs> what are you uh, drinking? So I got some peach schnapps, a bottle of peach schnapps. We had a long time ago. I remember at the house. Oh, okay. Uh, From the party? The yeah, big party? Long oh, wow. Time ago. I, that's. I've kept it on. I haven't been using it that much, but I drank out the bottle one time, like grandma's house one time, <laughs> like maybe a year ago. Yeah. And it's like, it's still like <clears throat> at the brim of the bottle, like where the handle is. Oh, yeah. I yeah. still have, haven't even barely touched it. Yeah, I think it. it's meant for like mixing drinks for sure. I don't think I've ever had any kind of schnapps or peach schnapps. I got that, some ice, and then I put in some, uh, it's like, you ever, those uh, cranberry uh, fruit juice? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. the diet cranberry one, I, I mixed both of those oh, together. Okay. It's like cranberry mango or something like that. Yeah. I put that with the schnapps and it's pretty That's good. A good deal. I would have had some whiskey if there was some more coke, but I was like, damn, we, uh, we don't have shit here. Yeah, I'm just having some uh, diet coke and, and Jack Daniels. <clears throat> My go-to. <clears throat> yeah, I love Jack. So first of all, I'm pretty pretty proud of you, man, doing this uh, little podcast here. I know been trying to make it out here myself to be a part of it so i'm glad to be a part of it today for sure glad to have you man we've been waiting for you <laughs> for those of you listening uh i am proud to announce i have finally brought on my father today yes yes i'm here so <laughs> the man who taught me everything i know <laughs> i hope i hope i taught you everything i know there's still except a lot. for sex yeah yeah <laughs> let's let's get that out there I learned that on online. You know, oh, wow. You know, it's funny. That's one of the topics that I actually uh, got on my list. If you want to you wanna just get sure. into it. Can, uh, so check it out. So this is what I wrote down. And, and it's there. it's fun to revisit this. But uh, the first thing on my list was the first time I talked to you about. Birds and the bees. Birds and the bees. Do you remember that day? Oh, yeah. Clearly. And what did you get out of it? So... My memory goes correct. I mean, did the uh, the dummies and everything that we used, oh. the, the dildos, all that helped? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I always talked about <laughs> at school a lot. So. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. We didn't, we uh, didn't do that. Um, from my clear memory, <clears throat> I remember you sat me down and gave me the whole speech, how it goes in the books. Uh he just basically talked about uh, experience and uh, what to do, what not to do, and uh, what who to call. And not, no, I'm just kidding. No, I have to call. <laughs> yeah, he just gave me the rundown, basically, yeah. what to expect. And if you get her pregnant, then run to Mexico and shit. <laughs> I definitely didn't tell you that. <laughs> I think I was trying to put the fear of God in you to not do anything mm-hmm. for sure. I do remember having that, and I also didn't want you to get bad advice from from your friends. I I, I do remember you telling you, you know, your the kids your age don't really know much, so oh, yeah. why go to them? You I know, think come, I was was like in eighth grade, right, or something. Yeah, I think or you were sixth grade. Man, or something. 
Middle school age. What's that? 12, 13, maybe? Yeah, 12, yeah. 13, 14. I always waited till I felt like you were ready. And you were always a looker, you know, <clears throat> as a kid. And, and, you know, even now, you know, you're a handsome man. You know, all my kids are beautiful. You, the girls came after, like, you know. <laughs> and I knew there was going to be trouble there. And I was just worried that you were going to come home one day and say, oh, well... You know, so I really, really talked to you. Remember, I had you break up with a girl once, remember? Oh, yeah. I remember that. <laughs> that but that was like, because the way you explained it to me, she was just trying to, like, do it because it was the thing to do. It wasn't, like, love. And I was just, you were saying, like, something, with, like, you said the word love or something. I was like, that's not love. Like, that's just her daring you to kiss her or her um, friends are daring her to, to dare you. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it, it was just childish like games and stuff. stuff. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But love. I was trying to, like, as a dad, bring you to the level of you're, you could be smarter. You can, you, you know. To have her, <clears throat> Again, just being correct. a scared dad, just being the scared dad that I was for yeah. my kids and never wanting to get into any trouble or in a situation. <laughs> yeah. What would you have done if it was you differently? Like or whenever you do have kids, or how are you going to handle it? As far as, like, relationship goes? No. Telling your kids about the birds and the bees. Oh, okay. Well, shit, I hope I can tell them before they tell me. <laughs> you know how the internet now is. Now yeah. is. Well, I mean, I guess you can... There's there's <laughs> ways to, uh, I guess, kind of control that or monitor. I don't say control. Control is a bad word, but monitor that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I mean, I was fortunate that you guys didn't have internet access um and your phones were nowhere near what they are today i don't even think you had a phone at that age to be honest with you uh, i don't recall i might have had my first phone but it was one of those like little flip phones or something yeah it was it was nothing nothing crazy you could barely you couldn't even do pictures or video but anyways i think that's a huge uh man just a disadvantage for parents these days to not be able to be the one to share that advice you know kids are learning things and they're learning some pretty crazy stuff <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, now you know so that's scary man for for me for you you know what i'm saying like you're mm-hmm. gonna have a lot more to have to explain you know yeah. to to your kids by the time i'll probably do it know. the way you do it with us uh how i guess the old-fashioned way just sit us down just straight straight up tell us you know you didn't have any any uh how do you call it like you just basically just straight up told us what the heck it was yeah and what you're going to be. Like, this is life, basically. Yeah. You're going to go through this. Yeah. I, I remember in my situation, my father, um, I, I took home a uh, a piece of paper one day that it was going to be some kind of sex, sex ed course at school. <laughs> and I was probably like in seven, six, sixth grade, maybe. And uh, I brought it home to my dad. I said, hey, dad, do you, you're going to want me to be a part of this. You know, like, you need to sign here. And, you know, and... I was very intimidated with the whole idea of that because I didn't know a lot about it. You know, I grew up in a very sheltered home, very protected, you know, Christian home where nothing, we couldn't do nothing. So, mm-hmm. you know, so a lot of that stuff was kept from me. I didn't know anything. So to go somewhere and just be told all this information was kind of intimidating. And, and so I didn't mind that my dad would, were going to put no on there, you know? Oh, okay. So I was kind of like, if he puts no, I'm going to be okay with that. I don't, not really comfortable with talking about this kind of stuff with a group of other young men. Like it was just a, it just a, it was an odd 
place to be. Okay. Growing up in my home, I was always kind of like one of the last ones to learn things. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? And what I mean by learn things is just like everybody wasn't the up and up that lived in the city. I lived out in the country, so I didn't know anything. So when I went and I yeah when I went to church and met my friends that were from the inner cities or from the city period, man, they were telling me all kinds of crazy stories, and I'm like, whoa, what (laughs) what are y'all doing over there? You know, I went to a little independent school district where you know we were still cleaning the chalk erasers you know outside and bringing them in and you know we had a conduct you know board and everything so it was just very very different my upbringing than a lot of my friends so it was kind of intimidating for me to 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 know that i might be attending that class but that night my dad's probably spoke to me for like two hours and avoided sex conversation period and the one thing that I do remember of him talking to me about was Moses. He says, and I don't know where this lines in. <laughs> I mean, I know uh, a little bit about the Bible, but I don't remember where Moses kind of lines up sexually and his wife or whatever. So, but I do remember my dad telling me a story about Moses and this and that. And, the, and I was like, I just want to know if I can go, if, if you want me to go to this class. And then he finally said, I'm going to, I'm going to sign it. And you're going to go to the class. And I was like, oh, okay. So I went. Um, did I learn anything in that class? Man, I, I don't remember much about it. I, I do know, know that they spoke a lot about like diseases and stuff like that. Oh, uh, STDs and yeah. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and then one of the older uh, kids uh, in the class was all blunt and real. Like when they, when they gave you the opportunity to ask questions, he was like, is it true that girls' tits get bigger when they're horny? Oh, just a weird shit. random question and i just looked at him like oh shit you know does that happen you know and I, is that real is that a real thing and and the lady was you know that started laughing and she was like no that's not what happens but what does happen and she explained something else like maybe the nipples get hard or something like that i can't remember the exact answer to what she said but uh mm-hmm. i do remember that one question because he was like right next to me and i was just like whoa i didn't even know about that either you. you know yeah it just shocked me so yeah, again, growing up in a very sheltered home, I had to learn a lot of things uh, on my own. Mm-hmm. But, man, I do remember not, like, taking everything that my friends said because, man, I knew my friends were liars and exaggerators and just <laughs> told stories yeah. that weren't true. So I just took a balance of everything that I learned on my own and kind of made, you know, my own path, I guess, that way. But uh, Just made it what you had, like, as far as your experience? <clears throat> yeah, you have to, man. You have to kind of, like, just take all the information that's given to you and just kind of... Yeah, it's kind of the same thing what I did too. Yeah. Uh, whatever I learned, it's I just absorbed that information, and uh, anything I learned from school or friends or online, I still absorbed everything. Whether yeah. I mean, yeah. I know I figure out later in life some shit was fake and stuff. Yeah. But yeah. better it's better to learn it online that it's fake than in person when it's yeah. fake because yeah. it's it'll be a whole That's other true. situation. Yeah, and I think I was just scared that. That because I learned that about myself, not taking my friends' stories as truth. That uh, I didn't want that for y'all, so that's why uh-huh. I told you to ask me. That and you, you know, that brings up a point. Like, I'm glad you said that. Like, you're gonna just kind of approach it the same way I did with your son being open because um, I think that's kind of important. I didn't want to scare the hell out of you either. You know about it. I just wanted to be open and honest with y'all, and and I wanted y'all to be able to talk to me about everything. So, I think for the most part, we've had a pretty good ability to do that you know just talk about whatever you know we joke about anything we talk about everything and mm-hmm. i think it's important because I, I couldn't do that with in, in my growing up like yeah oh heck no there was no way i could talk to my dad about certain things or, <laughs> or even my mom my mom was very 
dramatic, you know, type person. So she uh, took things to another level. And my dad was kind of just um, wasn't really listening anyways, you know, wasn't paying mm-hmm. attention to you. Or he would just, just I don't know, he was just going off a deep end somewhere else and it, and it wouldn't help me, you know. But sometimes just listening, just... He takes it personally know. or something. Yeah, well, <laughs> not, not even that. Like, he's just, like, changes the subject to something that doesn't even evolve the topic that we were talking about. Uh, like okay. he did with the sex ed class. Like, he went to Moses or... You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm like, what, this, what does this have to do with, with what I'm presenting to you? You know, like, I need your advice right uh-huh. now. But, um, yeah, man. So, I, I, a lot of the things that, that I'm... The reason that I, I am the way I am is because... <laughs> Of my dad, you know what I mean? Like, I was mm-hmm. like, I want to do better, you know. I love my dad to death, you know. He's, he's uh-huh. my dad. I just want to do And I want the same for you. I hope you do better, you know. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm the perfect dad at all. But uh, there was definitely room for my dad to to, to grow in, in the communication area. He's very, very stubborn when it comes to, like, this <laughs> yeah. stuff, you know. But I love talking to him. I love the little conversations that we do have and the stories that he tells us. You know, I know you get entertained too with with Grandpa. Mm-hmm. What but, do you uh, got? As far as what? Your next question. Oh yeah, I have a question. Uh, I usually, it's kind of just out there type of question, but I kind of usually ask one every member of my podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, especially since there's a new member today. Um, so. If you can change one thing in the whole world, what would you change? And I can tell you what my other other people said after you answer. I wonder if it's going to be the same. Because <laughs> last time it was the same for the other person. Man, um, that's pretty deep, dude. Because um, I, I would change how we view the world. Okay, and and let me just say what I mean. Like this world right now is so divided. There's you know blue and red. You know there's Democrat well, Republican. There's no one everywhere. You know on the whole everybody. There's vaccinated, unvaccinated. There's you know you you know you believe in God. You don't believe. There's just so much division in the whole world. Like it's really really and people view view it pretty pretty bad. And I feel like if we would just come together you know and be okay with with not having the same views you know yeah because i'm one of those you know what i'm saying there's there's some stuff that kind of worry me you know I, and, and everybody has their fears and everybody has their whoa that's that can't be right you know but man people are taking it to another level they're just hating people because of it you know they're yeah. giving them titles they're called unvaxxed or they're called a uh, racist or they're called, you know, which is not good. I'm not saying, you know, that no oh, being, you know, a racist is good. I'm just saying like, there's so many titles for, for these people and for even me, you know, I'm a conservative, you know, so man. And, and right now the other side of con- being a conservative, the, the people that view me as a conservative just hate me. You know, they hate people like me that believe in God, that believe in, that have the views I have, but I don't hate them. You know, I don't hate them for having the views that they have. They, they're free to have whatever they want. But I think if we just learn to just love each other for who we are and then be okay with it and not, like, try to force our agendas on each other and our views on each other and just say, hey, man, if you believe in God, great. If you don't, you don't, you know. Um, I would change that just on how we view each other, love each other more, do more. even Do for people that you normally wouldn't do, you know. Yeah. Like, just, just taking that step and helping somebody. 
even though he's not on your side kind of thing, I think that would change the world. I really feel that'd be effective towards everybody because that, that would start to go back to how we kind of used to be. Yeah. Where we would just help each other out no matter what. Like, man, right now, <clears throat> there was an article not too long ago. I don't know if it, how, how true I haven't really read into it, but this one person ran over another person for being a conservative or a Republican or something, you know? And then I was like, yeah. is that really a thing that people are doing? Like they just justify the fact that they have a different view. They can get run over, you know, Yeah, that's where we're at right now. And that's, it's pretty scary. You know, uh-huh. um, there's a lot of mad people out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's horrible. It shouldn't be that way at all. I think, um, we just lack that love and compassion for, for just being a human, being a person, being alive, you know? Mm-hmm. And everybody's going through something, and I think that's also what we forget. People forget that that person's probably having a, a bad day today. You know, uh, where did I go recently? I went to a restaurant for lunch to go eat uh, during you know after work. Yeah, and or not after work, but during work lunch. And then uh, when I got to pay, the lady said, "Hey, the person before you paid already, or oh, paid 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 it for it, or paid you or whatever like the food drive through or something." No. I was paying there at the cashier. Like I walked in there, she goes, "The person before you paid an extra for somebody, so your your meal is free." Oh, I said, shit. "Oh wow!" I said, "Well, I want to do the same." She goes, "Okay." So I paid a meal and a drink for the next person, you know, whoever it may be, and I'll never know, and I don't know who it was, but I don't know. I always wonder how long that went, how many people did it, you know, because somebody might have gone in there just not having enough or having a bad day, and that just did it for them. That was like wow. Mm-hmm. You know, there are good people out there. And, and I think we need more of that. That's yeah. the kind of stuff I'm talking about, like the change. Just kindness the, yeah, just kind of. Because I, I didn't say, is he a Republican or is he a Democrat? You know, <laughs> don't, yeah. don't if he's a Democrat, don't don't give it to, you know. No, or, or if he's a, a, a bad person, you know, or whatever. You don't ask those things. You just do it out of love and it doesn't matter who you're doing it for. Just do mm-hmm. it, you know. And it could be any kind of act of kindness. And I think if we start doing that, remembering who we are as a person, as a, as a, as a people, and start being kind, man, because, man, it's, it's a hurting world out there. You know, yeah. it's a very scary, scared people out there with, with everything that's happened. We've been we've been pretty, pretty scared and we lost a lot of people with COVID and all that, too. So we're just, you know, we've come from a pretty bad state of, of mental, you know, mm-hmm. health, too. And I feel like just being kind to, to one another might just kind of ease things up a little bit, you know. And Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, so that's what I would do. I would just change the world by just acts of kindness and, and just loving people more. Yeah, it's hard, but I think it's this ne- uh, necessary for sure. Yeah, I believe in that one hundred percent. And kindness, I based my whole life around kindness. <clears throat> I've hoped to have taught you some of that. I mean, we've done a, we've done our fair share of of good things, you know. Growing up, I know I've taken you all on a lot of, you know, we've helped people. You know, I know we've helped people move that we didn't even know. Um. We've helped a lot of people. We've taken care of a lot. We've fed a lot of people. I know that we've we would put food together and just go drop food off and groceries. Sometimes <clears throat> you were part of it, like just not even know, just a thing we did. Yeah, I didn't really see it as anything, but yeah. just hey, we gotta go do this. Okay, cool. Yeah, and I I don't I didn't do it a, a personal gain. I didn't do it to make me feel better. I just if there was a need and I could do it, you know, I I did it. I know people struggle with that sometimes because not everybody has a lot, you know, and mm-hmm. I'm not saying that I have a lot either right now, but I I have more than enough. So I'll always be a giver. I'll always give, you know, if I can. 
uh, when I can, and even when I can't, sometimes I still give. But um, yeah. God has always, like, man, blessed me and my family big time. Like, he is evident, evident mm-hmm. in that, in that. I just know he's just blessed me beyond measure, man. Like, I just see things that, like, when I do things, you know, and my, my wife now, sometimes she sees, she, she doesn't see it the same way as I do. You know, she's really good with money. She's really tight, and she's really, like, put... Like we got to put a lot of put a lot away, and I said, okay, I get it, you know, but uh, I want to help this person, and this person needs help. Let's help them. And I said, and and then she realizes how much we've been blessed too. Like she sees a lot of blessings come in out of nowhere, mm-hmm. and I'll just remind her. I said, babe, remember the other day when that check came out of nowhere, you know, and we weren't expecting it, and you know, we put it to good use. And I said, that's God, that's God. You know, He gave that to us, and. We can we gotta help these people, or we gotta take this opportunity and do this, and she'll be like, okay, okay, you're you're right, and, she, and she's learning, she's learning that, you know, uh, it's difficult for her because it's not it's not her thing, you know, uh-huh. it's always been my thing. I will give the shirt off my back, I don't care, mm-hmm. but her, she's worked so hard for what she has, she sees things so different, but she is, she's getting better at being uh, more giving for sure, you know. Mm-hmm. And by no means I'm not saying my wife's a bad person or anything. It's just hard <laughs> for people that have <clears throat> really worked all their lives to, for what they have. Yeah, it's, hard to it's, let it's, it's go really, bit. really hard, you know. But yeah. me, I've never been that that type with just, you know, keeping things to myself. You know, I, I, I love to give. I'm very generous. And Have you, uh, sorry to interrupt, but no. have you seen the the music video to God's Plan from Drake? <clears throat> no, not yet. Oh, yeah, I have. Yeah, yeah where he, he's given money and just giving yeah. to people, college and stuff like that. He just school. goes up to a random yeah. person and... A whole like rack of money he's like here you go yeah and then walks off yeah yeah uh i just remember seeing that like in high school and i was like holy shit dude i want to do that one day they're in great positions those guys are in great positions to oh, give yeah. to that, give that and give, made, and give, like, and give. So yeah money. so and, and hopefully they are hopefully they're giving every opportunity they can i'm not saying that they're not but um i mean uh-huh. of course it's a record of course it's a video and all that stuff but if that's real deal stuff that they're doing then great for them like i think that's an awesome thing that they're doing to give people because what are you going to do with all that money, you know? Yeah. I mean, you can't take it with you, so you just, uh, you give and then you keep getting back, you know? That's just God's blessing. That's just how it works. Yeah. So. I like that. About, uh, <clears throat> that's why I kind of like Drake a lot because he always, out of nowhere, just out the cut. Yeah. Just drops money. Me and, yeah. my, me and my friend Jay, we always like, uh, <laughs> like we always talk about God's planning each other. Yeah. And what he means by that is like, He's like, yeah, dude, whenever I win the lottery, he's like, it's God's plan for everybody. Like, I'm going, to all my friends, you're getting a car, you're getting a car, you're getting a car. Like, he's just going. Yeah. Up. And, uh, yeah, we like to fantasize about that sometimes. Just, well, yeah, I saw one of the things, that, one of the impressive things like that that you saw, that was impressive to you, but what was impressive to me one time was uh, I had just seen a, a Manny Pacquiao fight. I don't remember who he fought, but literally the next day after the fight, like he flew back to his hometown in the Philippines and he was handing cash out uh, to his little village, to his little neighborhood. Like the poor people were lined up, you know, and he was just handing them stacks of cash and groceries and little bags and stuff like that of just of his of his winnings, I guess, you know, mm-hmm. he knew he just got millions and millions of dollars. And he's, he planned to give back to his little community that, that he sees struggle, you know, oh, and yeah. I was impressed by that. The other person that I saw do this, and, and we have to fact just check this because I, I do remember reading about this and seeing that Canelo um, had a fight, and then the weekend after, the same weekend, he was out there building 
houses or something like that, like oh, yeah. helping people build houses. He was out it. there with a hammer, like like putting in the work, building in Mexico or something like that. So that's impressive. Like that's the kind of stuff that I'm, I'm talking about. Like yeah, you feel so blessed that you have to give back, and you find ways to give back. Now, if they did it for personal gain or whatever, you know. Who cares? You know what I mean? Like, they're doing it. I think the act of doing it is fine. But who, who are we to judge that, you know? Uh-huh. Because how how hard would it be for you and I, growing up with not a lot, to get that money and then say, I'm not just going to give this away, you know? That, that might mm-hmm. be something we might struggle with, you know? We might yeah. want to keep it at that point to ourselves because we've never had that much. But yeah. these guys, you know, are so blessed with money that they just turn around and, and give it give it back to the community, give back to people because they know, they know. So I love seeing stories like that. I love seeing that. Uh, and I know there's a lot of people that do it. It's not just them. There's, I'm sure we're, we're not, you know, mentioning everybody, but those are the couple that I do remember seeing, you know, because they, they get a lot of money in those, <laughs> those oh, boxing yeah. matches, man. They're they the millions. millions. <clears throat> but hey, more power to them. Yeah, it's crazy how they... Get such a fat check for fighting in 12 rounds. Yeah, yeah. What was your follow-up question, or you want to do that one after this one? Uh, that was that was uh, my main question. Uh, the other two answers I got was uh, my friend Daniel told me he would change. Uh, if I remember correctly, I believe he said, like, he would take war, war out of the world mm-hmm. or something around money, maybe, I think. Or maybe I think he said social media. Ooh, he would take social media yeah. out of the world? I think so. Wow. And the reason for that was he said certain types of social media, because, you know, like TikTok and stuff like that. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. I told him that would be a good idea. Like, that would be a good uh, type of way to think of it. And the other the other thing would be is, like, that would take a lot of people's jobs, too, because <laughs> a mm. lot of people use that for money, like, to, to make money and stuff. And, uh, but we kind of went back and forth with that topic, and man, that's that's a hard one. I guess. Uh, how are you? How addicted are you to social media? Be honest. Honestly, dude, I get on like every day, but I is don't, it something you I don't do as soon as you wake up? When I wake up, like from uh, from after work, I fall asleep. Wake up the next next morning or day, or whatever. I check my phone. What time it is? And the first thing I go on is, uh, like, Instagram or something like that. Yeah. And That's then, your uh, go-to social media? Instagram? Yeah, Instagram or uh, Facebook or Snap, whichever one, I guess, appears. Because mm. I wake up and I have, like, ten notifications because yeah. I, I already slept through them all or whatever. <laughs> so yeah. I just go through my feed. And then by the time I know it, like, 30 minutes has gone by and I'm still in bed. And then I wake up. I get up out of bed, take a shower, do whatever. Mm. And I go eat. But, uh it's only for literally for like the 30 minutes and then throughout the day maybe like another hour of going off social media on and off you know yeah but i'm not addicted to it i can get off of it i can like put my phone down for a whole day i can go out with i can be without my phone honestly like myself if i, I don't need a phone like all i use it for is communication or whatever i could throw it away whatever yeah we're simple i think yeah most men are i mean i want to go out there and say most men are probably pretty simple like that they don't need all the the stuff but man dude there's times where i i kind of wonder you know about that about that so i wake up i go do my morning routine which is normally first thing i do is take a dump (laughs) so my first thing in the morning is do that and of course you're sitting in the toilet that's when you open your phone and 
you start scrolling so you check your your stuff i cannot stand facebook okay <laughs> number one the only thing i do on facebook is messenger like what we do yeah, our little, our little private i don't message anybody else on there but but us now, occasionally my wife will send me uh something through facebook but i do not scroll facebook i cannot stand facebook because Man, it's just so many people there whining about stuff and problems and just, you know, it is to me, I just, it annoys me big time. Like people just putting problems out there that aren't anybody's business. Dude, my my main Facebook stuff is just memes. Yeah. Like, like just, we just share memes all day and then maybe there once, <laughs> once in a while we'll see like a, all so and so's having a baby or yeah, like something, I, just crazy stuff like that. Yeah, but I just, nothing mean. For me, man, I just, I got to a point in my life, and, and this is not a, a healthy, good thing, but I got to a point where I was just annoyed with a lot of people, just to, just annoyed at how people were acting and, and being. So I thought it being unhealthy for myself, so I said, let me get myself off, off Facebook. So I have Facebook just so I can keep the messenger, Yeah. but I don't post. I don't look. I don't know whose birthdays and stuff like that. I mean, I used to be part of, <laughs> like, you know, paying attention. That's how I remember, like, people's friends of mine's birthdays because I can't keep track with everybody. But uh, I don't even do that anymore. I'm not. I'm not on Facebook at all. Uh, marketplace maybe is the only thing I also do is is when I'm looking for a specific item. But man, my personal experience with with social media is that that dude it would would bother me to a point of just oh why are people like that? Why do they put this stuff on there? Like yeah, this is so unnecessary, you know. And and all your <laughs> people are just crying and wanting and seeking attention and validation. And I'm just like. It, it annoyed the hell out of me. So I said, it's not healthy for me to feel that. Uh-huh. So get off of Facebook. So I got off of Facebook. Uh, Instagram, um, it's okay. It's pretty simple. It's like people, you know, that I follow, that I like, you know, family. They post their pictures and things like that. It's pretty cool, you know. Um, the worst one is TikTok because you'll find yourself breeze through 30 minutes, an hour of of TikTok easily oh, yeah. if you have if you're just not Dude, doing anything if you have the time. algorithm for TikTok is so yeah like, if you like one thing okay we're gonna send you thirty things that are like yeah that. well I don't like anything like I that's my thing like I'm weird like that I rarely like stuff mm-hmm. like when you're actually doing the effort and putting a heart or liking something I'm 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 so weird that way that it really has to impress the shit out of me for me to make the effort of liking because I feel like people uh. The way I see it is people uh, uh, give their love too much away in the, you know, you know what I'm saying? Their likes, their int- So to me, it's like, you know, you start liking everything. You start liking everything. And then now people, that's why people want validation. That's why people are the way they are. Like, I wonder how many likes I can get. I wonder I how many likes. Like, to me, it's like, <laughs> oh my God, is it really, does it really have to be that way, you know? But man, I, I don't know. That's just me. I, I'm not the type of person that needs that kind of validation and i'm like i don't care to give it either when it comes to social media man i don't i don't think they're there for like the validation or they may be oh the hell they are yeah they are i I promise you that's what they're there for especially women i think they look at it as a business like as a business to make money okay we're gonna need this many views we're gonna need this many likes all right we're gonna need to start promoting okay well now you're talking about people that are actually making money yeah if they're if they're uh getting paid but I'm uh-huh. talking about just normal people, everyday people. You know what I'm saying? Like, even that, <laughs> to me, I won't. I haven't really seen much of that. Yeah. I always see, like, main big accounts or com- <clears throat> accounts that are upcoming. Okay, so the people yeah. you follow are mostly, like, celebrities, things like that. that yeah. That, okay, gotcha. Or yeah. trying to be or something. Yeah, mo- my Facebook now, I probably have three Facebooks by now, but my th- this last <laughs> Facebook um, is, 
Um, more family for sure, and that's I think that's it really on, on Facebook, Instagram. I do follow my favorite celebrities, fighters, boxers, uh, you know, tactical stuff, you know, gun stuff, things that aren't yeah. that I'm into, fishing. Um, you know, I'll follow the 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 stuff that I, I really enjoy reading into stuff. Um, things that kind of are, are positive too, yeah, positive stuff, encouraging things. I'll I'll follow things that are good, but man, on, on TikTok, I do mostly food stuff. Yeah. Because my my TikTok channel is just food. Um, oh yeah, grilling and chilling. But yeah, but because <laughs> because our group on Facebook Messenger, our secret super group, whatever, uh, has sent all kinds of different videos. Every time I like open one of those, then I'll get that stuff sometimes. So I oh, get yeah. I get a mixture of stuff. Uh, it could be politics, comedy, food. Um, you know, just dumb shit. You know. Mm-hmm. But dude, it's just so. Uh, like you just can end up spending time listening and reading and whatever, you know, getting into yeah. this stuff. And man, you got to be careful with that stuff too. Like you can't really use social media as your source of news or your source of facts and stuff. I mean, you really got to fact check stuff. You really yeah. got to do, but man, it's, it's to me, that's also the other part is like, where do you get truth, man? Like, where can you actually find the truth of some of this stuff? Because yeah. it's so easy to manipulate things these days so i'm kind of for that too like getting rid of social media will that happen no i don't think it'll ever happen never we're too far lost if anything it'll be evolved into something even worse (laughs) oh yeah it it's already to me it's already going down there especially the fact that china owns tiktok and the algorithms that they use and uh speaking of that what you're saying um i was hearing this thing about the currency our, yeah. our current currency like the dollar or whatever i think it was in china they started using um digital currency okay <clears throat> as a form of like payment or whatever and uh i was listening to uh of course joe rogan the other day and he was saying like uh basically that the digital currency is like not the way to go it's like gonna be super horrible it'll it'll uh it'll mess up the way we do things in a way mm. as far as uh i guess trading and like uh international stuff yeah uh he, they they basically wanted to make it where everyone uses the same currency type of yeah they want to do everything the same i'm old school so i i'm very afraid of that and what yeah. i mean by that is with everything that we've heard about hacking and manipulating yeah. and just getting into a system and change you know changing numbers or anything like when it becomes digital how how protected is it you know what i mean like now oh man i guess i gotta think think about what i'm saying because our currency is kind of already digital now and and what i mean by that is or you're talking we about can, wire transferring yeah yeah we can look at our money digitally you know through an app and say, okay, we got this much money in the bank, you know, I, I got it, you know, and then I can transfer you money digitally, and mm-hmm. now you have that money. It's it's never like paper money being we don't transfer money hand you know in our hands. It's it's yeah. all digital, so we're kind of already there. But um, so if they can't really if they haven't manipulated that yet, or maybe they have, why would they manipulate digital currency in the sense that you're talking about? Man, I don't know. Just to me, it just seems like there's no control. Like I guess I'm gonna be. I'm not going to be able to control that because I can walk into the bank tomorrow, pull all my money out, and go to another bank. Uh-huh. I don't know how it's going to be, how it works. So, 
like always, when I don't understand something, I kind of like get real skeptical about it. I'm like, mm, I'm not sure if I'm comfortable with that. I got to know a lot of things about it, you know. Yeah, I think it's something before I jump on board for sure. Something to do research on. But man, it's 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 uh, I mean, it's possible that that's the direction we're going. Um, the other part of me is growing up. You know, you hear about how we're going to pay for things and how, you know, and we're kind of already doing it. But, uh, like, I use Apple Pay a lot, you know, never, never used. I never wanted to use Apple Pay or any kind of form of uh, where you put your credit card or debit card information on your phone and then you swipe it because I felt like it was so easy to, to, get, into to get into it. But because it's not my money, it's a credit card, you know, it's Apple credit card. I'm I don't I'm not as scared because I'm protected in the sense hey I didn't make I didn't authorize that purchase I want to report this then they'll investigate and figure it out but if it was my money like my actual bank card money that I mm -hmm. put on that Apple Pay you know uh, app then I would be more concerned because I wouldn't have that control of protecting my 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 money you know yeah. so um, now I'm using the hell out of it I'm also getting a lot of money back like there's kickbacks for using you know, the Apple pay cash back and all you get like 3% on certain things. And I've already racked up to almost hundred bucks just on purchases that I'm making, you know, that's just extra money that I'm getting back. So I'm, I'm like, anytime you got Apple pay, you got Apple pay and I'll just use it, you know, and oh, okay. I get money back for that yeah. instantly on a separate cash card. That's on, on my phone. It's all yeah, digital. I so, use the same thing with the, the Amazon card that I have. The yeah. Prime card. Yeah. Dude, I, I've only had it for maybe <clears throat> about a, maybe three two or three weeks maybe a month at the most yeah and uh i just use it at work when i get lunch i just like 10 or five bucks 10 bucks whatever yeah and then uh whenever i went out of town recently i used it to uh to get a hotel yeah. and then i also got a we got food like around the city or whatever and yeah. then came back home and after this whole like month just a short time i already got like over uh i think it's like 50 or 40 50 bucks and just because of uh, rewards, you yeah. get 5% back yeah. on Amazon products. That's good. 5% is a lot, dude. So that's pretty yeah. good. And then uh, I think everything <coughs> else is like 2 or 3% back. But, yeah. yeah, these are things that I should have like really been been paying attention to. And thank that's all to my wife. I give I attribute all this yeah. knowledge because of her. Because she's like really good with, with money and stuff like that. So she's taught me quite a bit. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, have you ever heard of this um, in like in, in China where they have social status? And, and you know what that means? Like what yeah, that is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's another thing. What do you think say. about that? Like what what's your opinion on that? So, I saw something. I guess related to it. Uh, but have you you've seen the Netflix series called Black Mirror? No, I haven't seen. But I've, haven't I've seen seen, I know that it, I know, you know I've seen it? of it. Yeah, but I'm, okay. I've never seen it. There's this episode. I I want to say it's the very first episode, uh, or it's maybe another episode, whatever. But uh, it has to do a lot with social status, and what basically what they do is this lady would wake up, she'd get on her phone, and she uh, she, I mean it was really blurry because I haven't seen it in a long time. But I, I remember she had to do something with her phone, like if she had uh, taken a picture and she got so many likes, her social status would go up. And uh, she could basically be able to afford to pay for uh, premium stuff, like stuff that's expensive, whatever. She sends her social status a little so high. Oh, you're you're qualified to get this, or you're qualified to get that. Like, wow. it's like it's okay. super insane. Okay. Uh, but like, as easy as it is to get to that level, 
it's easy to get right back down to the bottom. Right, Because, right. like, say she uh, had a bad accident or something and people took a picture. Oh, she fell down or whatever. Like, something ha- bad happened to her. Social status would drop. And then someone would, she would try to go, like, oh, I need help. I need a telephone booth or something. Like, she'd uh, try to go get it. But she'd be declined. It's like, oh, your social status isn't at this point. Or she'd try to go in an interview and say, oh, you're, you're not qualified. Your social status is too low. Or something like that. This was a movie? This was uh, the TV show on okay. Netflix. Yeah. Do you, do you believe that that exists right now? That that's actually happening? Uh, <laughs> I haven't seen it. But and what you said, uh, I have heard about China using the social status. Like our social credit score or something like that. Yeah. So, again, I don't know entirely a lot about this. Yeah. But I remember recently watching a YouTube video of a uh, Chinese MMA fighter, mm-hmm. uh, mixed martial arts, street fighting type, you know, great fighter, challenging several masters, kung fu masters in China. Okay. Basically debunking kung fu. Yeah. Okay. Which is, is hard for me because you know how bit much of a kung fu fan I am, right? Even yeah. you are. I know you are. Yeah. Oh, shout out It Man movies. All four are great. Anyways, um, so I was watching this YouTube video of this man, and I actually follow him on YouTube. And he would challenge masters and fight them. Use your arts. I'm going to use my mixed martial arts. Let's see who wins. And uh, they entertained him in the beginning, and he was kicking ass. Like, he was beating the hell out of people, knocking out some of these masters. And, of course... You remember in these It Man movies, I think It Man 2, where everybody was opening up their dojo in Foshan, and they had this one guy came into town and said, I'm going to challenge all of y'all, who's the best fighter here, blah, 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 Yeah. you know, and he began to beat all of them, and basically that's their honor. Like, I thought that was the first one. Was it the first one? Cause I know you it might man, be right. You know what? You're right. That is the, the first one. You're right. That is the first one. Yeah. Uh, So he was challenging... Well, yeah, because Japanese, yeah, Japanese invaded. Uh, yeah, that's the second. That's right. Okay, so, well, he, the guy that was like challenging the other kung fu masters, that was kind of like if you were the best, you opened a dojo. That was the thing you did. You you opened your own your own place, and you kind of everybody respected you. Oh, he's a kung fu master. You know what? So, basically, he was doing the same thing. He was saying, uh-huh. I want to challenge your your style. I want to challenge your your kung fu, because. Kung Fu is, is an, it's called martial arts. Kung Fu is beautiful, okay? Mm-hmm. On, on, in a movie, you know, watching it, the art of it is great, but how practical is it to real life stuff? Like street fighting or, you know, it's, it, would it, will it work? Well, for somebody that doesn't know how to fight at all, yeah, probably, but somebody that knows a thing or two about fighting, maybe some jiu-jitsu, some mixed martial arts, some street fighting and can take a punch, how how much of it is going to be effective, right? So, this is what this guy was trying to do and trying to prove. Yeah. Like you're teaching, you know, false. Like I'm going to show you and to- teach you that what I'm learning and that I what I know is better. So he was beating up a lot of these masters in China. Okay. Uh. So then he started getting challenges, like far away from from where he lived in China on the other side of China, which was going to be like a, a good travel away. And one of the things that I remember in that YouTube video was that these masters that lived already had their social status high so they could travel freely. Yeah. Okay. Cause they're masters, whatever they can travel freely and they can get to the location where they were going to have this tournament or fight. 
but he couldn't because his social status was lower and getting lower and lower because he was going against something that was really popular because Kung Fu is, is like a big thing in China. Oh, yeah. Like, that's their thing. Um, but since he was challenging it and winning, his social status kept getting lower. So where everybody else was able to fly to the location to fight, yeah, he had to travel by train. And I thought, that's that's not fair. You know what I mean? You're you're at a disadvantage. So he's going to be traveling by train for five days where the other guy's traveling one day and rested. You know, and then he was still kicking their asses, by the way. Yeah. But, man, that kind of freaked me out. Like, just having that whole idea of social status and not being able to, you know, that's just, to me, not fair. But, uh, you know, I guess what I'm trying to get at is, is how would that play out here? You know what I'm saying? Here in the United States, because okay. a lot of people are, are already kind of are these influ- influencers and stuff like that. You know, yeah. like their social status is high. They get, they're getting, you know, they have, some people are getting away with shit that they shouldn't be getting away with. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, and they, and they call them, I think the elite or whatever. Oh, the higher. Like, yeah. Like, oh, stuff. how are they getting, you know, how are they getting away with that? You know, like they, the same person did this and. You know, I think that one Smollett guy was that that lied about being attacked. He was a celebrity. They wanted to make an example out of him. I believe this is what I'm what I'm remember hearing because of that he lied. You know, but a lot of people thought that because he was a celebrity, he was getting away with something. But uh, what do you think? I mean, what's your opinion on on, on if that status? was real here? Dude, honestly, I think if they implemented a law or something like in that regards of social status. That would, uh, I guess, um, what do you call it? Like, how are you saying about the Kung Fu, dude? Uh, like, if I was such as a low status, in and out of jail type of people, whatever, mm-hmm. homeless people, they couldn't get on a plane or they couldn't even get on the bus or whatever. No. I think a lot <clears throat> of stuff would go to hell, like, quick. <laughs> like, yeah. people would start protesting even more. <laughs> like, yeah. I think the riots and all that shit that happened during covid yeah that was just because of some dude or there's, there's a lot of reasons but that the main one i'm talking about was the george floyd one mm. and the people were protesting and rioting in the streets and stuff that was just because of one guy yeah if you throw in this law social status and that's gonna be even more oh discrimination like <laughs> america is where we got our rights and we want to keep our rights and we don't want nothing mm. else about while we have yeah I, I say while we have but okay so how many movies have we seen where where social status was used I, a couple come to mind uh, remember that movie Elysium with Matt Damon Elysium yes I do where there was there a, a I think like or... yeah where there was it's like been a, a while but I think I remember where his daughter had cancer or had a disease and he was just trying to get her on that that um, ship or whatever up up that was up in the sky. Mm-hmm. Everybody was down here on Earth, living in trash, living oh, in, that's in right, that area. That's right. And he just wanted because over there they had healing machines where they can just get in there and the, it would kill all the diseases in their body. And they, they had they were the elite. Yeah, they were up there. Their social statuses were high. Another movie was that movie with Justin Timberlake called Out of Time. Oh, in time or in in time. Yeah. Okay, where That's when time talking. was used as currency, but then you had this elite group that had so much of that. Mm-hmm. And then you had the ones that were down here. Do you, you remember seeing that movie? It's been a while since I've seen it, but yeah, I do. It's crazy, dude. There's this guy, uh, Justin Timberlake's character, 
went to a bar and he usually runs around with maybe like a few days on his on his arm this is like 10 days yeah away, right? yeah he gets. and he goes to the bar and this guy's like oh i like uh i think he uh he's like what are you doing here man he's like i'm just here for a drink and he's like he was wearing a nice suit whatever and he's like are you sure you're far, part of this town this is like a bad yeah. place in town right he's like oh, i've got i just it was just here in the corner i came here quick and uh, he saw his arm, he noticed he had like a hundred years, a century, a whole century yeah, of life. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, you shouldn't be here with that amount of time, man. You got to get out of here before someone takes advantage. Yeah. And then sure enough, some two guys walk in the bar. He's like, hey, uh, we need to talk to you, whatever. Right? And and then it just goes from there. But oh, that's right. I just remember seeing that and I was like, damn, this guy has a whole century of life. It was like yeah. 150 years yeah. or something like that. And uh, Justin Timberlake only had like 10 days. Yeah. And that's how they work with their jobs, and like that's how they get paid in time. Yeah, movie. yeah, that's, it's pretty deep. That movie it can get pretty deep if you really like start thinking about time and you know how time is spent and everybody says time is money and all that. But <laughs> yeah. that was a good movie, man. But anyways, yeah, th- I mean we've seen a lot of movies where there's that 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 social status already kind of in in place and people are up here you're down here and how, yeah, how you do you think of it dude social status has been around since the dark ages like kings and queens like yeah i think about social status that way more it just sense. seems like the chinese are a little bit more open about yeah about it you know like they put you in your place in their way they're not like sneaking around and saying oh we're, we're the same we're the same people like just because i'm a celebrity we're the same no there's it's definitely not i do feel like you know, celebrities and people up there in posi- in high positions get treated a little differently for sure. But that's I don't care. You know, what I'm saying like yeah. I'm I'm content with who I am and 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 all that. But it's pretty interesting to see how it can be unfair sometimes. You know, especially seeing this man that all he was trying to do is is debunk kung fu and just like say, look, man, this is garbage. If you want to teach something, teach real stuff. You know, and that's really all his passion was to treat truth. And um, man, they they they're giving him a hard time. Uh, they're giving him a really hard time about doing it. You know, he's at a disadvantage for sure. But uh-huh. he is is whooping whooping. I'm gonna send you a video. I gotta show you who this guy is. It's pretty impressive to watch him. Yeah. You know, but um, even you know going against the grain. You know, he is he's still whooping whooping butt. I'm gonna look. I had a topic here. Sometimes I, when I'm at work, dude, I'll just I'll be listening to podcasts all day at work, and I'll and I'll see one. I was like, holy crap! Okay, so you know how I'm a big, uh, a big astronomy buff, right? Like okay. I like to do research on space yeah. and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So there's this uh, theory out there. Uh, I don't know if you you've seen the recent. Uh, what do you call it? The uh, telescope that they sent out in space called the James Webb Telescope that no. made history. It was, uh, I think, <clears throat> in the middle of the year, beginning of the year. I forget which mm. one it was, but they launched this space. I mean, this telescope telescope into space uh, to take better photographs and uh, to present data back to Earth, mm-hmm. and it caught better images of basically everything. Uh, you can go to to nebulas, supernovas, uh, but the main thing that they wanted to uh, to get data on was black holes. Oh yeah. Okay. So there's this picture of the black hole that went around the web uh, 
it got really it went real viral and everyone was like looking at it and they even got a sound from it too which is pretty crazy they use like radio frequencies and stuff but um anyways uh going to black holes there is a theory out there called the if i can pronounce this correctly <coughs> it's called the iridanus supervoid mm-hmm. and basically it's out of the whole night sky i think uh, I don't know if it's our night sky because we literally are just looking at our own galaxy, mm-hmm. but it could be in like just space in general. There's a black void in space. They don't have, they have no idea what it is, and the main thing about it is they think it's uh, they think it's a black hole. Or there's a lot of theories like they're thinking it's a black hole or it's a wormhole or something crazy about it. But it's called the Eridanus supervoid, and it's still to this day a mystery, and I've always been uh, kind of fascinated by those like things like that, like little mm-hmm. things like that, little theories here and there. And I saw, it, I was like, "Holy crap! What if it was like a wormhole to another dimension? Mm. Or what if it was like something that leads to another universe mm. or uh, something crazy and just out of this, out of the box type of thing?" Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Whew. Um. I'll look up a picture. Are we allowed to pause here so we can get more whiskey, or are we going to keep going rolling? No, I can edit out, so whatever you need to do. Um, let me grab a, another little whiskey, and then uh, let me let me get on that. Okay. Let me get my bottle. I would have brought the whole bottle here if I could. Pastado. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna be asking these deep questions. <laughs> so that's get all into it, man. Six to ten billion light years away. Oh, I, I don't know if I have an answer like that would make sense. Yeah, because I don't know enough about it. What I what I do know. Can I ask is, you a question before yeah, you answer? Yeah. So, how much do you know? And I'm this is too, too vague, vague of an answer. But how? Uh, what is your understanding of space? First of all, <laughs> <laughs> man. I guess I what can... I've what I've learned in 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 school and then what I believe is that what you're asking me in general yeah just and out of everything you learned whatever like and you look at space and you're like okay this is what I know <laughs> like what is your concept man I, I I'm a big believer in uh, simulation theory no, I'm just kidding. but cre- creationism <laughs> God created. The heavens and the earth, mm-hmm. and when what to me this is just my thought when God creates He creates big man you know, and there's so much that we don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, why why is it that when we talk about heaven and hell we look up at heaven and down to hell? And I've never understood that, you know. So the or you know, there's so much out there that's so, and I think that's what what keeps us continuing to study and learn and because we're so curious we want to know we want to answer mm-hmm. you know and we're learning more and more and more about these places you know these these holes and stuff 
uh, how much of it are are we meant to know? You know what I mean? Like, how much of it do we really know? Why are there why are there planets so far away that we can't get to? Why isn't there life on other planets? You know, or was there life on other planets? Can there be life on other planets? Um, do you believe all these things are created, or not created? Uh, like, do you believe that there is planets out there and galaxies that are still undiscovered? No, 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 no. Like in general, like. Oh yeah, I believe I, that there I, is I believe there's, I, I believe there's, planet. yeah, I believe that there's planets and, and galaxies and all that. I, I feel that Stars that's part of part of God's design for sure. I think everything is in place for a reason. If we were two inches closer to the sun, we'd burn. If we were two inches further, we'd freeze. You know, I feel like everything is built by design, by purpose. Like this is the way it was supposed to be, not by chance, not by a big bang theory. I just can't wrap my my head around chance. You know, yeah. Um, I believe that this was a design. The other part of that that is just you and I, just our bodies are itself the, the 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 immune system, the 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 way our body, the many blood vessels and everything that runs through. I mean, like that's just a design right there. It's not a chance. It's so complex, com- complex. You know what I mean? So the same way our bodies are so complex. I think the 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 universe is complex. Do I believe in a multi universe? Or multiverse. Yeah. Oh, man. It's entertaining for sure, you know? And, you, you know, if, if I go along with, with, like, for instance, the multiverse movie that we saw recently, yeah. which was one of my favorites, um, part of that is that things go on differently in each of those universes, right? They're not the same. Uh-huh. <clears throat> and that kind of makes sense. Because what make what what I think about is you, people are trying to change things. You know what I mean? They're trying to change things that happened in history here. Yeah. And they want to go back and change. like take like let's say like remember that movie Deadpool we watched and at the very end he looks at Hitler the baby Hitler like he was about to oh yeah. yeah he was gonna what would that have done? You you think that was would have solved everything? You know, in in that in history? No, I don't think so. I feel like. A lot of things. Something else would have popped up and still it would have still taken place. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm a believer of that. Like things happen for a reason. Was it horrible? Hell yeah, it was horrible. That should have never happened, but it did. You know what I mean? And things continue to happen. Horrible things continue to happen. COVID happened. That was horrible. You know, um, I'm not saying I like that COVID happened or that I like that, you know, Hitler existed, you know, but... Uh, they happen. Things just just happen for yeah. what they are, you know. And uh, in a multiverse, maybe it didn't happen. Maybe something else. But part of me thinks, okay, well, what if it wasn't Adolf? But then several years later, somebody else, and then and they did maybe the same thing or something like that that changed time for them, you know. So I don't know, man. I I just a lot of it is just we're we're human. This is what I always go back to, and I'm simple minded. I'm like. Be simple with me. I don't need to be complex. I don't need to be like super, you know, like deep with stuff. Like, just tell me. Tell me how it is. And I feel like a lot of us are like that, you know. And when you really start getting deep into stuff like this, it's like, man, do aliens exist? Do this and that, you know. Um, Man, it, it, it to me, I just look at things for what they are. Mm-hmm. And, and then I, I react that way. You know, I just react the way I feel. I need to, you know, so for instance, like aliens, do, do I think aliens exist? Because that's kind of, 
involving this astronomy stuff, the space stuff. Like, is there, mm-hmm. is there other life out there? Is there intelligent life out there? Um, man, I, I don't. I feel like we would know so much more about intelligent life by now, by this day and age, with all of the technology we have. Now, I've seen videos, I've seen things, pictures in the sky, but everything can be, you know, uh, I mean, look at the movies. The movies are so awesome these days. You can, they, they make shit up, you know? Yeah. And you could do, you can make a film a movie with your phone. So to me, I'm very. Uh, you know what's crazy mm-hmm. when you say that? A lot of this, like, uh, how you say there's, there, uh, you can see, you should be able to know by now, right? That's what you're saying. When you say we can do all this stuff film movies by phone do all this crazy technology literally dude uh this all happened within a hundred years like going from a car (laughs) to now within a hundred years can you can you believe that like we went from 1700s america first got started yeah we're not even the oldest we're the youngest country ever dude one of the youngest yeah uh from 1700 300 years later to nowadays or maybe a little plus uh now we're Airplanes, uh, automobiles, rocket ships, jets, yeah. everything, dude. Like, we're just, boom. We just boomed. Our economy is just grown, advanced yeah. technology within, I guess, a good two or three hundred years. And I, when I think about that, I'm like, we've had way back in the, in history, we've had, uh, what are the Egyptians, when mm-hmm. they built the pyramids? Yeah. Their technology was advanced compared to, I guess, not nowadays, but, like, people still don't know how the pyramids are made. Like, they know the material was made, and but everything was aligned. The pyramids were, they matched the, the three stars, the following stars. Man, so so talking about the pyramids real quick, um, we, we grew up in church. Like, I grew up in church, you grew up in church. Yeah. Like, that's in the Bible. Like, the pyramids, the Egyptians, the slaves, you know. Um, they built the pyramids. You know what I'm saying? They they were a big part of it. Now, I think that they used the tools that they had and the materials that they had to build. And I think we just look back and, and are impressed with the design. I think we're impressed with, with how they built and with like with because we, we need machinery, we need construction, we need cranes, we need all these things to build these skyscrapers and stuff. And here they are using wood and clay and you know in the desert you know so but they people can do what they what they want if they have the ability to do it and they used millions and millions of slaves to get their stuff done you know so i think there's some history there too that we like are capable there's definitely something missing though yeah as far as like uh from the way i hear it's basically like they built these pyramids so exact, so on point. Everything was precise the way mm-hmm. they made them, and uh, they're they're just in an awe of how basically the process it took to to create it that way, you know? Because they they the scientists or historians, whatever they say, they say um, it's like if if we were to build the pyramids today, it'd be impossible. Like we couldn't do it today. Mm. I don't know, man. So the way that they so do. I like I drive on the road to, for work. I, I do a lot of driving and stuff. And just the other day, 
um, I slowed down because there was these surveyors on the side of the road working. And yeah. they have these later lasers, right? They're shooting lasers. They're surveying the land, looking for level stuff. And, and I'm looking at them, and they're just looking through a little scope of, of some sort. And they're holding a pole, or they're, they're doing their thing. I don't know what the tools are called. But uh, they're surveying the land, the level uh, of, of, of what they're trying to build, uh, whether they're going to widen the roads, they're going to build the business, or whatever. But the tools are so advanced today compared to then. I think that's what you're meaning. I think that's what you're trying to say is it's very impressive that they were able to do what they did without the stuff that we have today, the technology we have today. Yeah. They used, like string and, and weights and just weird little contraptions to and, and and from a distance and looked at a distance and then level the land and they did and then they made it happen like i'm saying like they were intelligent in that sense that they knew what they wanted to do they got it they had to figure it out at the level of what was available to them and then as as we grew and learned more and you know made more materials and metals were available and tools were, and we started developing more and more and more now we're so advanced that I, I don't feel like it wouldn't would be hard to unless we're just getting in our own way you know what i mean like we're getting in our own way in this in the sense that we're putting up we, yeah stuff yeah can, can like we're it. just trying to be so perfect like them that well we're just you know what's what is built today I think they're saying architects that were trying to copy exactly what they did. They said it's nearly impossible. We can't do exactly what they did. The architects that would try to build it wow. or whatever. I don't, I don't know, man. That's kind of hard for me to understand. Uh, it might be true. It might be true, but it's hard yeah, for me I'm, to understand. I'm not knowledgeable enough to know, yeah. but I'm, I'm just, I was just kind of just putting that out there, like how far the... That's impressive, though. If, if, yeah. if they then were building the things that they did with with nothing, you know, that they have, like, no cranes. no. I mean, that's pretty impressive. But it, I know it took several hundred years to build these things, too. You know what I mean? So oh, there was yeah. a lot of time involved uh, with it, a lot of construction, a lot of, you know. So there, there was, there's that, you know, so you got to think of all that, too. Like, it wasn't just a, a thing that happened overnight, you know. Like, we can build skyscrapers here in two or three years, you know what I mean? Those things took uh, several years, several hundred years, maybe, yeah. you know, but um, it's impressive. I think really what it looks looks like, it's impressive to see what they did then, you know, compared to what we can do now. Yeah. Would we build pyramids now? I don't think there's a there's a purpose for it or a need for it. You know, I know the Mayans. Maybe just for some type of house <laughs> to look like a pyramid for celebrities. or Yeah. Yeah. Crazy stuff. Something cool. A golf course. <laughs> Like yeah. they do all these historic little things, you know, with the golf courses. Okay, but uh, I mean, even the Mayan stuff, you know, what I'm seeing those structures there are pretty awesome. They're, uh, oh man, I mean, there's history there too, but it's not necessarily uh, a good history because, from what I understand, there was like some crazy like sacrifices and things. Oh, yeah. And yeah, just crazy stuff crazy going on. Crazy blood sacrifice. Yeah. Did they sacrifice people? So, like, I think it was, like, a sun god or whatever or something. They sacrificed the person to the sun god so it could rain. Yeah. So it could feed their crops or yeah. whatever. That's basically... I not, I could be wrong, but that's basically what the knowledge mm. I remember. Something around the... Yeah, I mean, that, that. we can go on and on because look at that. Think about that for a little bit. Do you think... Is it necessary to kill people for rain today? We just wait for it. 
It's, we just wait for the rain. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we're not killing the people. And honestly, nowadays we just we don't care about the rain now. We just care like, oh, I hope it doesn't flood. Like basically, that's yeah, just yeah, yeah. I think that's true. Yeah, there's there's times where we're like, man, I hope it doesn't like. We hope our streets don't flood. I hope we can go to work tomorrow or whatever. But yeah, because we got everything at our own hands now. We yeah. go to the supermarket. That's but we're we also, I think, back then, they didn't like they didn't they didn't know. Maybe they didn't know the seasons. Maybe they, I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's, it's just the understanding now. Like we I can actually forecast. Was that? As it was all religion for them. Yeah. I think Christianity and was introduced at a certain point uh, to the Mayans. And then things changed for them because they were doing a lot of uh, crazy stuff like the sacrifices and all that. And then Christianity was introduced to them. And then, but there was a mixture, like some people were still going with their old school beliefs and a mixture of of the new Christianity beliefs. And, and so there's just like a, a whole mixture of all that. But that's, that's pretty interesting. All that stuff's interesting. History is very interesting to, for sure too. Like why people did what they did and, um, how, how scared they were. I'm sure too, you know, with everything going on at that day and age, like we are living the comforts of our own home. If there's a storm that passes, we just kind of like, ah, whatever, you know, no big deal. We go about our lives, but to them, you know, it's, it was very different. Like they didn't have these structures that we have now that are, they, I don't know. They, 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 it was very different for them. Mm-hmm. But uh, let's change the subject a little bit. I got another topic I want to <laughs> ask you. Go for it. All right. You got? This is a me and you. It doesn't have to be just me and you, but what is your best memory? Speaking of pyramids. Speaking of pyramids, what is your best memory? My best memory? Could be anything. Uh, what is your best memory with me? How about that? I mean, let me break it down so you don't have to. It's not so wide. It could just be with me. What was your best memory with your dad? Uh, shit, he wasn't around long time. Nah. <laughs> I, know, <laughs> no. I know Daniel. I know Daniel's best memory would be with me. <laughs> uh, oh shit. We used to spend a lot of time together. I mean, we'd go fishing a lot. and Yeah. Shit, I remember I spent the whole month with you in Oklahoma. That was pretty fun. That was, right? That was pretty cool. Yeah. I showed you uh, that side of my life, you know, that that, that working, yeah, the towers. I had you, I still have those pictures somewhere when you're pulling the rope mm-hmm. up, you know, and, and man, Pouring it was freaking hat, hot man. as hell out there. Remember, <laughs> Oklahoma was hot. Oh, yeah, it was middle of summer, right? Yeah, you were ordering... Uh, room service. <laughs> they had like nachos or something. It wasn't too much. Didn't you have your Xbox? You took your Xbox. Yeah, too? How old were you? How old were you when that happened? When I think that? I was like twelve, or eleven or twelve. Because I was, I think it was either sixth grade going to seventh grade, yeah, or seventh going to eighth. It was around that age. I know I was middle school for sure. Uh, but it was really earlier on. Yeah. As far as best memory, I gotta go back, back for this one. Like back whenever, hmm. I think uh, when I was like around three. I when we used to live at the old, the old yellow house at the ranch. Yeah. Back then, I always uh, <clears throat> love 
whenever we'd have uh uh what do you call it like whenever we'd um have our little like we'd have the xbox and we'd be playing uh all night or whatever with the like daniel would barely have his uh when he first got his xbox we yeah. barely had it yeah He'd be like, oh, let's start playing. So we'd be playing, like, some racing game where we start playing Halo when it first came out. Yeah. And uh, my favorite memory is when we first got Halo 2. <laughs> and Halo 2 was on the old Xbox. And I remember you were playing, I think it was with Tony. Or maybe it was with another another friend that you No, know. it had to be Tony. It's probably Tony. Sure. <clears throat> Tony uh, was there for, for Halo 1 and 2. On that big old box plasma TV you had. You remember the gray oh, one? Oh, yeah, part? the gray one in the front yeah. room. Oh, and you yeah. had that one. And, uh, like, the coffee table we had there, you had one like that. And uh, I remember you'd be playing, and uh, I think you had the phone with Tony. You are talking to phone, Tony on the phone. And y'all be playing against each other on uh, the the custom games. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I remember we'd be sitting there with, like, a some, like, popcorn or, like, a snack or something. I'd be watching. <laughs> yeah. And you'd be like, oh, Tony, I'm going to get you. Yeah. It was just crazy. But I guess that was a pretty cool memory I had with yeah. you. We were just playing against tony <laughs> dude you you had to have been at least four maybe five by then halo one came out um dude i think tony was the one that kind of introduced that to me and him but halo one um to play co-op or campaign i guess whatever you call it not co-op mm -hmm. campaign you had to play side by side in the same tv you couldn't play system link or or online it wasn't available back then that wasn't a thing yeah um System Link was a thing. That's what it used to be called, where you could play uh, multiplayer against somebody else, but it had to be with two Xboxes attached. It wasn't an online thing. Yeah, you had to put the cords. So, yeah. So, how often were you able to play System Link with somebody? Uh, like, you had to have multiple Xboxes in that same house, yeah. which wasn't very common back in those days, you know? Yeah. So, uh, I remember... Buying the game, or or Tony bought it, and it was called Combat Evolved. We we put it in the Xbox, so I would go see because Tony was next door to my house, like literally yeah. ten steps. I'm at Tony's, so I he had a PS uh, two at the time, so we were always playing Tekken Tag three, I think, um, <laughs> Desert Storm, and some awesome games. And uh, I would go spend a couple hours with him. Like me and Tony were always hanging out. Uh, if we weren't doing that, we were sitting up front talking on a couple of little lawn chairs. But uh, we just got into gaming really hard for a little bit, and we wanted a new game, and we, we discovered Halo. So we would do a mission a night because the missions were so long. Like, it took us a while to, like, beat a, a level. Uh -huh. And they were so, to us back then, were so intense. Like, that was awesome, bro. Like, oh, my God. Because <laughs> the music and everything and the graphics, it was just, like cool freaking game yeah so i remember uh playing combat evolved halo one and then beating it and then we had no interest in multiplayer by the way like yeah. it wasn't something but we didn't want the fun to go away uh -huh. so i remember he says hey we can actually play system link so he was taking a networking class at uh telosa midway and he had tools that they they gave him um and he made a, like a 50-foot Cat5 Ethernet that went <laughs> out of my house on the grass to his house, in his window and my window. And we both plugged in our Xboxes to each other. And then now we're playing multiplayer. So 
I think I could get a couple of people on my TV. He can get a couple of people on his TV because it was split screen. Yeah. And no more than that. It was only able to handle two people. <laughs> and that's how we were able to play with each other. Oh, man. And we spent days and days and hours and hours playing that. Yeah. So I remember, yeah, it would be me and Daniel, maybe you and Tony or whatever. And we were just playing against each other. And we were just literally next door. <laughs> uh, we didn't have any internet service or anything. Everything was dialed up back then. But uh, that was fun as hell. And then I thought I remember trying to like figure out how we can communicate with each other. Like, mm-hmm. can we plug in a headset? Can we? Because I want to be able to talk to you, but it wasn't that advanced. Like the the system wouldn't do that. System link wouldn't allow you to hear each other. You had to be online, and we didn't have online services. So that's when I called them with the phone. Yeah, and that's how we talked to each other is by like being on the phone and be like, hey, Tony, what are you doing? You know. So yeah, that was crazy fun. So that's the memory you're talking about. There yeah. is just seeing Back us. Yeah, have a blast. Yeah, we got into another game called Brute Force, but it was nothing like Halo. Like, eh, it was just a you know game. It was a cool shoot 'em up game, but I lost interest in that one pretty quick. But we fell into Halo One so late in the game mm-hmm. that it that Halo Two was already coming out shortly, like oh, after okay. we we got because Combat Evolved was out for a while yeah. before Halo Two came out. But we had fallen into it so late in the game that by the time we got found our interest and really liked it halo 2 was going to be coming out shortly by the time halo 2 came out that's when i got you and daniel involved for sure yeah you had to have been five by then yeah uh let me see the year it came out Halo 2 i believe it was 2005 Drinking this whiskey straight, by the way. Pretty good. Really? Little sips. Damn. I'm out of, I'm out of sodas. 2004. Damn, November 9th, 2004. That was a year, I mean, a month before my birthday. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, dude, I remember seeing this on the video game case. The Master Chief holding the dual-wheeled SMGs. Yeah. Yes. I was like, no way. You can that was the yeah. That was one of the biggest things uh, that 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 game had, and I loved it. I remember loving that. And then you could also play as a uh, the elite. As the, oh yeah, yeah, the you aliens. could play as arbiter or whatever. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I remember that. That was my favorite part of the game. You could oh, you can be an alien. Play as an alien. That's crazy. Covenant. Three days later was Anthony's birthday, or three days before that was Anthony's birthday. So Combat Evolve came out in November fifteen. Uh, no, he, well, he was. Oh shoot, I don't know what year he was born. Was well, he right now fifteen? So he's sixteen right he's now. Sixteen. So sixteen minus twenty-two. No, that was six six years old. Twenty-two, twenty-one, twenty, nineteen, eighteen, seventeen, sixteen, seven years. Seven years. Two thousand seven. Damn. Damn. Uh, he was. Halo two is older than that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Shit, I think Josh is September. Damn, this is a couple months older, younger than Josh. Yeah, because he was born in September, October, November. Yeah, three months after Josh was born. <laughs> Jesus. Damn. That's crazy. Uh, what were you saying? I'm sorry, I interrupted. Um, I already forgot what the hell I was saying. But um, one wield. of the most funnest games, huh? Yeah, the dual wield. Yeah, the dual wheel was like one of the the greatest things that er- like everybody was like picking up duels, and I used the shit out of that too. But that battle rifle, man, that was a shit. 
everybody like <laughs> got that because before in the in Combat of all you only had the pistol you only had the the actual assault rifle but yeah. the battle rifle introduced and in, i think this game oh man if you knew how to use that thing that was the best thing ever yeah everyone says uh as far as like halo followers and like the yeah. halo community everyone has this big debate with halo 2 and halo 3 mm-hmm. they're saying halo 2 has the best uh was the best when it came to shooting with uh with brs battle rifles mm-hmm. but they're saying that halo 3 has the best movement and yeah. uh i guess graphics wise has the best because they're kind of similar yeah but at the same time halo 2 is probably the better coordinated in a way. Yeah. So the current Halo now. Halo I mean, Infinite. It, yeah. If you if you look at the concept of what Master Chief was a super superhuman. Yeah, he should be able to jump higher. He should be able to jump, you know, fat, run faster and yeah. do all these crazy awesome things. Halo One didn't have a lot of that. You know what I mean? It, he could take a lot of hit, and but he had armor, so. Dude, so we had it hard playing Halo 1, Combat Evolved. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it was very different. But what I loved about the game was the world, the environment. The every, you know, especially when you played multiplayer. Dude, we, we figured out ways to, like, get out of world. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, just like just crazy stuff. Like, we did things and we were always constantly. Yeah. And in the mission, too. Uh, we learned how to get banshees before we were supposed to get banshees. Like we would throw, we would shoot rockets. Oh yeah. Uh, on one, I, don't, I forget what level it was, but we shoot rockets because the banshees were up there because we were working our way up to the top, and the designers put the banshees up there already, even though you hadn't reached there. Yeah. So we would shoot a rocket and hit that, and the banshee would fall down. And in Halo Combat Evolved, the vehicles wouldn't were indestructible. Yeah. The warthog was indestructible. The banshee was indestructible. So you know, so, so it wasn't something that you did in Halo Two and Halo Three and Four, where you can just blow the shit up out of these vehicles. <laughs> yeah. So the banshee would fall. You climb in, and and now you're flying a banshee before you were supposed to be flying a banshee. That was the coolest thing ever. So yeah. me and Tony were learning all these things uh, in playing that game. I remember that. And then we would show you all our little tips and tricks and stuff like that. And y'all would start learning new things and showing us. I'm like, damn, that's pretty cool. But I don't know. That's I think that's why Halo is kind of our our thing, our game. You know what I mean? Like it yeah. really, it kind of runs deep with with us because it's man, rooted back yeah, freaking started, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. We played a lot more games than that. I mean, we played GTA, we played um, Battlefield, we played Wildlands, we played shit. What else have we played, dude? Uh, another good one that we played that was my personal favorite is Rainbow Six. Rainbow Six, I can't believe I didn't mention that. Yeah, Rainbow Six. We played Tom Clancy, all of the Rainbow, Rainbow Sixes. Six yeah, Splinter Cell. Splinter Cell. Oh, another one that I haven't really played, but I've been wanting to play. That I know you love with like your freaking your whole. This is your thing is Metal Gear. Metal Gear, yeah, yeah. I was, Metal. I was like watching you play Metal. Yeah, Gear. you know what Metal Gear did for me like so. My friend Herman. Had, uh, <laughs> sorry, Herman, I'm going to tell the story. <laughs> but um, we, when I first met Herman, we, we met working <laughs> together at, at McCoy's here uh, in, in, in where, I, where I live. And I remember him giving me a pawn ticket and saying, hey, look, dude, uh, I'm about to lose my PlayStation in about 10 or 15 games. All, it, all it's going to take is 100 bucks to get it out. Go get it out. And it's yours. I'm, I don't want to lose it. But I would rather give it to somebody. And I said, all right. So I took the ticket and I went and picked it up. I remember it was over here at this at this Ponce store by the house uh, on Everhart and McArdle. Yeah. 
Yeah. So I went in there, gave him the ticket, and I pulled it out. And, dude, it had all these games. Herman was into some crazy games, by the way. But <laughs> there was a couple of badass games. And I think I remember playing Metal Gear on one of my first jobs when I was a teenager. I was like 16, 17 at KB Toy Store. Uh-huh. Um, we had a PlayStation on demo. And Metal Gear Solid demo was in there in the in the game system. Oh, okay. So you would only be able to play the first level, and then it would go away. And I never understood it. Like I never understood what I was tr- supposed to be doing. Like who, who is this character? What 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 are we doing here? But I played it and I beat it. But it wouldn't let you go to the next one. So I always had this like curiosity of that game. And when I had the PlayStation, Metal Gear is a then was a uh, PlayStation only game. Exclusive. Yeah, the original Metal Gear, I believe, was a Nintendo. Oh yeah. But it was not the same as what PlayStation. PlayStation was very advanced. So I remember buying it, and it was this fucking thick disc that had like two discs in it. It was like I mean a, a thick case with two discs in it. Oh okay. So I remember yeah. buying it, and then one I think it was my birthday or something. Herman bought me the. Um, you remember those things they used to sell? At a GameStop or, or EB Games, a, a walkthrough or a game guide, oh, it yeah, like yeah, showed yeah. you how to like how to beat the game or whatever. I think tricks. he bought me the 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 walkthrough for that. So I took it home and I was all like learning it and stuff because it's it's a pretty difficult game if you don't know what you're doing. But I caught on and I learned and man those those that was a very in depth game the Metal Gear, and uh, but I loved it, dude. Like there was mm-hmm. so many things you could do and it was just a. a story in a way you know but yeah. yeah you were you were had to be sneaky you had to be smart you had to be stealthy you excuse me you had to eat you had to drink you had to you could turn into a cardboard box you can to hide <laughs> yeah. but um and then you had a badass pistol that was um suppressed tr- uh tranquilizer. Oh, tranquilizer you could put people to sleep yeah and then you uh yeah there was just so many cool things you can do in this game um but man you would always read and stuff and just kind of like learn like you had to like look, read the 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 dialogue between the characters and then figure out what you're supposed to do next. So it was a fun ass game. Mm-hmm. And then it just got better and better and better, you know? Um, but, uh, that, I that do have a memory of that game. That game. Have you ever played any of the, any of them at all? I played, uh, I think it was the f- fourth one. And I played the one that you played the third one. I think mm. was it the one with the uh, Raiden? I think mm. I'm not too familiar with on that. a ship on the modern or not a ship, but on a, on a platform or a platform. Yeah. Yeah. In, in the ocean. Now they have so many good stories, man. The, uh, it's, it's a great, great, great game for sure. And it just kept getting better and better. I think that there was one, two or the one that became about Raiden and not solid snake anymore. I was just kind of like, I was, I checked out. Like I didn't, I didn't have an interest anymore. But the original character was badass. Guys smoked a lot. Like you could smoke <laughs> when you're trying to snipe to calm him down or take those uh, pills. You uh, would pick up pills in locker rooms and stuff like that. Uh, those uh, pills that calm you down for sniping of uh, diazine. I don't I can't remember what it was called. Like it was just crazy. It was crazy. Like you put and, in so uh, much stuff. Yes, yeah. Just putting those little details inside the game and then to to help you. Um, and then I remember to opening those lockers and there would be like posters like of, of hot chicks and stuff yeah and you know you're young and stuff and you're just like zooming in or trying to zoom in with the camera to see oh, oh yeah. what is that you know and then there was <laughs> yeah it's just dumb stuff you know but i mean to see that a game had all that built into it was was it was pretty pretty cool yeah dude the well if it wasn't metal gear 
that I was watching you play it was for sure Splinter Cell, dude. And I, yeah, we watching you play Splinter Cell like at freaking midnight or whatever. Splinter know, Cell night. was just is <laughs> definitely yeah definitely one of my favorites for sure. Um, I always like whenever you're like sneaking around and uh, you're trying to distract them. And then boom. Yeah, take yeah, yeah. Take him out. You could shoot lights out. That was something you couldn't do in Metal Gear. Uh, I, th- I think until much later. But uh, yeah. Oh, you can shoot out the lights. Yeah, you right. can shoot out the lights just so you can be more stealthy. And then his one badass move was jumping up all a little hallway area and sp- doing the splits so that they can walk under you and then you can drop <laughs> an attack on them. Like you were like, what the fuck? Damn, that's awesome, you know. And and you <laughs> use that move a lot, but um. My other favorite thing was too was like just grabbing them, choking them out, and then just knocking them out too, like bah, and then they fall, and you'd have to drag the body and hide it. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is a great movie. I mean, a great, great game. I mean, it, it's it took it to another level for sure, you know. And then mm-hmm. all, they came up with better and better and better. What was the actor's name? That that, that oh, the voice, uh, Michael Irons. Michael Irons. Yeah, dude, I think he he passed away already, right? No, 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 no. No, he's still alive. He's still Are you sure? It wasn't the first Top Gun. Yeah, Michael Ironside. Yeah, so I, I thought he passed away. Canadian. Yeah, he's 72. Let's see? Yeah, he was born in 1950, but... Yeah, what would have said his death right here if he did die. This is born. Shout out to Michael Irons, man. He is awesome. His voice, man. It was in the Top Gun right here. He was uh, the, the, I think the guy who recruited him. Yeah, or in the first Top Gun, yeah, I remember yeah. seeing him. He's been in a lot of movies, actually. A lot of good movies. There you go. Thanks, sir. A little bit of snaps. Oh, shit. Thank you, can you still? <laughs> That's because I put it like that much. Oh, it's still hot to goddamn. down. <laughs> My first snaps, everybody. So, I asked you what your, I guess, uh, favorite memory or whatever Yeah. was. I, I, I thought of one for myself for you. Um, I have a lot of memory with my kids, but m- it was probably the, not very recent, but the most recent one I could think of that was my favorite was your first deer kill. Do you remember that? Yeah. I wasn't with you. But I was okay. I was with you, but not with you. You, you remember that? Like, yeah, I, mean, I was off with, in the Yeah, distance. you were with my uncle Gaston in the blind. I was cooking uh, stew, I think, or the something. Me, yeah, me and uh, Josh were. We stayed behind at, at the camp. Uh, and I wanted you to. I I have never killed a deer. You know what uh-huh. I mean? And I again giving just giving. You know, I wanted you to have that opportunity. My my uncle was like, yeah, I'll take him. Whatever, take him. And you had a first kill before me, which. To me, I don't, I don't care about it. I just wanted you to have that. And you followed through. Like, you mm-hmm. skinned the deer. You packed it. You did. Man, it was it was a tough night, wasn't it? It was a really... Yeah, it wasn't that tough. It was just... Uh, just all the... I wanted to make sure I did it correctly. Yeah. And Gaston, he showed me, like, okay, make sure you do this, this, and that. Yeah, yeah. And I was just following him, making sure I skinned Yeah, he off. gave us... Man, hats off to my, my Theo Gaston, because... My dad didn't take me hunting, so I didn't know a lot of the ins and outs. I just know I wanted to hunt, and I want to know how to hunt. Yeah. I had the idea of it. You know, I knew the, you know, some basic stuff about it. But um, he, like, was really good and patient about 
teach it. I think he was just as proud as me, you know what I'm saying? Like when he, mm-hmm. when we hung him up on the tree and you just took over, you know, and I, I knew this part. I knew enough to, to know that you needed to do the, the processing of, yeah. of the deer. It was your kill. You process, you follow through. And I'm proud of you because you didn't back down. Yeah, you weren't like, um, no, I'm cool. You know, like I don't want to. You know, you fucking did it. You know. Oh yeah, dude. I don't. Yeah, you did it. <laughs> I wouldn't want to kill yeah. something and then just like, eh, I don't want to. No, be no, like you that. you did it, and we packed that thing. And that's a really kind of cool thing I like to live by. Yeah. Um. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't get to do that with the deer because it was <laughs> the way I, the way it went out was kind of. Kind of bad, but it still got, it still got him in the end. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I really love how I don't know if it's just Native Americans how they do it, mm-hmm. or I guess just people, maybe people who hunt or whatever. But I love the fact you remember in the movie uh, Avatar mm-hmm. how she's hunting or not hunting. Uh, she, that dude was like fighting off those those dogs yeah, or whatever yeah. those things that are fighting are going against them and trying to kill them and uh she comes and she shoots the mother one right mm-hmm. or i think maybe it was one of the, the thing the smaller ones but she comes with the bow and arrow and she she kills one and uh she yells at the guy he's like what are you doing you're making everything worse like you're yeah. messing everything up and he's like oh like i don't know this is all new to me right and they're just yeah. going through this back and forth but when she killed him she was crying at the same time, she was like, uh, she she went to go grab the arrow, and she had to put it even deeper because it was still kind of like moving no, and know. stuff. Yeah. And she's like, uh, she's like, uh, I think the the freaking the god or whatever was like the mother or something yeah. for them. And she's like, this is your body. Like she was just going all like philosophical with it yeah. and spiritual and stuff. And I kind of like the way that Native Americans do it. Like they whenever they go for the kill. Like they get the animal and they make sure it's dead. Mm-hmm. Like this is for our food. This is for our family. Like and they go, go in real depth with it. And they think this is not just a kill. This is like, this is a, uh, this is gonna help us. Like as far as like bringing yeah. us like yeah. food and everything. Basically something. showing appreciation to, yeah, who they they believed in uh, for the for the food for the kill. You know because yeah, it is food. You know and. Yeah, even though it was just a cartoon or anything, I mean, you can relate that to like the Native, you know, Americans and and even now, like we know that that's our food. That's how we yeah. eat. That's how we we um, you know we live off the land. If you choose to hunt, you know, yeah. hunting should never be just a sport where you're just killing things and that's it. You know, and not doing anything with the food. You're just dropping yeah. animals and letting you know the wild eat it. That's not what what I believe. I believe that we shoot to eat you know we we shoot whatever we're going to kill we eat it as yeah. well and we try to utilize everything I'm, and i'm learning a lot of that too because we left the carcass behind you know it was a small doe it was your first deer uh, a lot of people collect the the cart the the uh the skin and then they make things with the skin and, and and all that like we didn't do that we left it for the coyotes to eat it eat all the guts and all the stuff but uh like I talked to fellow hunter friends of mine, and they're like, dude, you should have kept the skin. You could have made his first little, uh, you know, it would have been like a little cover thing. And I was like, well, again, didn't didn't know, didn't wasn't taught these things, you know. Yeah. Kind of <clears throat> wanting to teach my my kids these things, so I'm kind of learning as I go. So I'm learning from from them and from my friends and stuff. So, but um, 
there's so many different ways to appreciate that because a lot of people don't think where where food comes from. You know, it's so easily bought in stores, and you know, we grill it or cook it or whatever, but uh, we don't take the time to be appreciative of where food comes from. Like, yeah, it was a it was a living thing at one point in time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so be appreciative of it. Yeah, you the the burger you ordered came from water burger but the meat came from a living thing at some point in time but people don't think that that they don't want to think of the processing of that and that's what i'm saying that's how big it is about you taking that responsibility mm-hmm. it's almost like uh you know you you in you know crossing over into manhood in a way like just learning something and and just taking that responsibility and saying, I took a life and I'm going to be responsible with it, you know? And yeah. not a, li- a person, of course not. I'm not saying that a person, <laughs> but I'm talking about like an animal, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's just like, oh, because people do that. People shoot things and just run off, you know, or run over things on the road and just <clears> keep <throat> going on purpose. That's just cruel and humane. And that's not what I wanted you to learn. I wanted you to be respectful of it. And you, and you took that, yeah. you took that opportunity and you, you went through the whole processing of that deer and then was very respectful of it. You know, I remember on the second day, cause we, we, uh, it was very cold. And I remember we left it and we put it in the garage and it was so cold that the meat was good in these big trash bags that we kept. I needed to like wash the meat and, and vacuum pack everything the next day. But I remember you telling me like the smell of blood. I've had enough smell of blood. Do you mind processing the rest of it? And I was like, yeah, I'll take care of it because you did the whole body in the carcass and we put it in and i wouldn't cut cut everything i butchered the rest of it yeah but you had so much of that smell of of the raw blood and everything that i think the next day you were like you had enough of it oh so yeah, yeah, yeah. i was like oh, that's fine I'll, I'll finish it up here and yeah dude and it started it was still bloody dude whenever mm-hmm. we got back though it was like a shit yeah a hell of a lot of blood in there and i was like because whenever i had the gloves on I have my gloves on and I'd be cutting it still, making sure I get off all yeah. the little small pieces of hair or whatever I could find that's like not supposed to be on there. Yeah. And then finally once I took all the fat off, did all this, I was like, Alright, I got what I needed to do. <laughs> and Nicole called this guy. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's it was I let you yeah, I left you out there to, to finish your business and then I and then I finished up after you had your fill of it. I finished it up. But yeah, that was definitely a proud moment, proud dad moment for me. Uh, for you to how old how how old was I I was like like a junior maybe man that was I was in high school already no no you you were probably a junior for sure I think you were a junior in high school yeah probably like around there yeah I think you were a junior in high school that was a good good uh, I think it was Thanksgiving weekend too yeah that we decided to go hunt yeah, that weekend before. I miss that, man. I miss I miss going to the ranch and, and camping out and stuff. We need to do it again. Yeah. What's your next question? Uh, let me pull up my list. <laughs> Got a whole list for you. Damn, all this shit's like deep stuff, though. <laughs> uh, Hit me. Okay, so this goes back to the, the uh, remember how we were talking at the house one day about <clears throat> Methuselah? Okay. 
how he was the oldest person to ever live, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, like a thousand plus years or whatever. Yeah. Why question to you is nowadays, if you were to live a thousand plus years, just like that movie In Time, like I said, we had mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> How do you think he'd handle thousand years of knowledge? A thousand years of knowledge. Yeah. Because it might, to me, I'm thinking like, okay, people usually live about 80, 70, 80 years, maybe 100 mm. if they're lucky, right? That's 100 years of knowledge. Talk about thousands. Okay. Let's simplify it a little bit. And what I mean by that is, how much knowledge could he have really learned other than genealogy? grandkids kids their grand you know what I'm saying so there wasn't internet there wasn't television there wasn't news there wasn't newspapers there wasn't any of the things that we have now so we can't measure that you know looking at it that way you know what I'm saying like if 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 we have the technology we have now we we'd learn a lot we'd learn a lot in a thousand years but then what can you really learn other than... I guess it just goes off of people and meeting yeah. people. You could learn a lot, a lot about the human... Books. Humans, you know what I'm saying? Um, they were the books. Genealogy was like what they kept record of, you know? Um, when people died, how many years they lived, what kids, who begat who. Uh, and then their experiences with, with God, too, because he uh, was the one that walked with God. You remember yeah. that part of the story? You know, he walked with God, too. So he had a relationship, personal relationship with God. Um, but honestly, like, the way I view it was what was there to know? What what what? It wasn't a lot of stuff that was going on. Maybe there was some battles, too. Maybe there was some just inner, smaller battles, tribes, things like that, you know, like some drama going on. But nothing like the politics of today, you know, nothing like the, the the sicknesses of today. That's how they, to me, that's one of the reasons they live very long then is it didn't have the stuff that they had today, the sicknesses they have today, the diseases they had today. Yeah. You know, we eat unhealthy. We are eating processed foods and just junk, you know. We don't live as long, you know. Um, then it's it was different. So at the same time, you know, I, I wonder if 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 time was measured the same too. You know what I mean? Like, I don't I don't know. This is part of me thinks that time That's just flew true. so much faster. You know what I'm saying? Like way faster than than now. Yeah. Because we have not because time has changed. I just think because we have so much going on. <clears throat> our, time is yeah, like our so minds fast. are just constantly going because of how busy we are. How much we, how much information we process every day. I think about that a lot. What can you process then? Think about it. In a, you wake up, you come out of your little tent or whatever they lived in, their shelter that they lived in, and you go about your simple day. Mm-hmm. You know, not a lot of drama. Yeah, the weather's different. Maybe it changes, the season changes. But here, you're bombarded with shit. You know, you're bombarded yeah. with garbage and you're bombarded with stuff. And, man, our minds just are overwhelmed sometimes with, with things. And I think time has <clears throat> goes goes by differently. You know what I mean? Either it goes faster or goes slower or goes longer, you know. And then just the state of our mental health is different, too. So 
you just got to take all those different aspects in, into consideration and, and understand that, man, people were healthier then, you know, and time to me just was spent differently as well. So, um, I truly believe people live that long. I do believe it, you know, comparatively, I believe it. There's people that live to over a hundred still today, yeah. which is pretty impressive. I saw this thing on, uh, in, I think it was China or Japan or something like that, but there's apparently over, I think it was like 80,000 or 50,000 people that are above the age of a hundred mm-hmm. yeah. in Japan, or it was somewhere Taiwan or some, some Asian country. I, for, I forget. You, you have the probability of living a long life. Uh, our grandfather, my, my grandfather, your great grandfather is 93. Yeah. Yeah. He's almost a hundred. Yeah. He's almost 100, and, then, and there's not a lot of my, people that can live past that. My grandma, on mom, my mom's side, she lived up to 94, I think, or 95 yeah. or something. So people still live still live up there, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> speaking of that, do you want to live that long? Honestly, it's up. I mean, as long as I take care of myself, whatever age. But I'd like to live to 100. Honestly, I agree, I have, I agree <laughs> with you. I, I like... I. Uh, I have like a personal goal of mine. Mm-hmm. I want to live to at least twenty ninety nine, because that's the year I was born. Nineteen ninety nine. I want to live to twenty ninety nine. That'll be hundred. That'll years. be a hundred years for me. And once I hit that goal, I'll you're, be happy. You're gonna see Spider Man comes out. <laughs> the new Spider Man. <laughs> the twenty ninety nine Spider Man. Um, that's actually that. pretty cool. That's a pretty cool way to think of it. Like to live to twenty ninety nine. Uh, dude, it's unheard of to me. Like to even think of twenty ninety nine. But I would. I would. I would love to live as long as God allows me to live for sure. I want to see my kids yeah. get married, be successful, live their lives, whatever, you know. Yeah. Um, I, I would love to see that. Um, you know, the fear of a parent is losing a child in their lifetime. Mm-hmm. That's my fear as a parent. It's just I, I don't ever want to see any of my kids, you know what I'm saying, um, lose any of my kids in, in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. That's a battle that I, I mean, I don't say battle, but that's just something I don't know if I can in, endure. Uh, it would, f- it would fuck me up. I mean, hands down. Any of my, my six kids, I just couldn't, couldn't do it. Uh, it's hard to like even imagine the, what would happen, you know what I'm saying? Just, just the mindset. But, I would love to live to see all of y'all um, do what it, what it is y'all want to do. You know what I'm saying? Like get married, have kids, have grandkids and all this stuff, you know. Um, I would love to see that, you know. And I see my grandpa yeah. right now, you know. Grandpa's like I said, he's 93. I don't know if he's 93 or 94, but he's he's up there. And he is, he's slowly losing his memory. He's um, starting to forget at 90 three you know forgetting things that's that's pretty impressive to me but um man i mean it's 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 in our bloodline to be able to live that long you know i see my dad too living that long i really do i my dad is just one we're tough like our our breed is is tough like our family like they just we 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 put up with a lot of shit let's put it that way yeah. We are, we can endure some stuff where most people are weak and can't. That's something I'm very proud of, of our, of our blood and of our family is we put up with some stuff and we can, we can endure things. 
Yeah. You know, I've seen my family endure stuff. I've seen my grand, my grandpa, you know, work his ass off. My dad work his ass off and, and endure some stuff. So I know it's, it's in it, where we have the ability to do that. You know, um, can you imagine if we lived healthier lives, you know what I mean? And, and just did a little bit more to have, have a longer life, you know, that man gets, it's, It'd be amazing, you know what I mean? Like, if we just took care of ourselves a little bit better, yeah. you know what I mean? Because we're also Hispanic. We also like to eat things that aren't as, as healthy, you know? Yeah. So that's what I mean, just the health, health, healthier side of it. But, um, you know, I don't recall seeing my dad and my grandpa eating a bunch of salads. Like, we ate meat. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we ate meat, we ate tortillas, we did, and we worked our asses off mm-hmm. all day long, and then we went back in, you know, we we didn't eat salads. Yeah, we do like salad. I enjoy salad, but like they're the toughest of the tough, you know. Yeah. But my grandpa, man, I don't know. Potato salad. Yeah, like he had that's about it. Potato salad's about it, you know. <laughs> but uh, dude, I mean, I've seen grandpa like work his ass off at the ranch feeding the cows, and you know, even at that age too. Like at his age, age you, he was grandpa at that age to me. Yeah. He was my he was my grandpa then, and I'm seeing my grandpa. Like fucking grab a talache and, and breaking rocks and chopping wood and feeding the cows and like what the fuck this is I gotta be doing that I thought to myself then like <laughs> this is what I'm gonna be doing you know is when I get older but Grandpa was a tough motherfucker and I love him to death because of that and then I saw my dad and my dad got all, all of his toughness and hard work ethic from him and then I get it you know what I'm saying it just gets get, get, keep getting passed down you know so. You know, it's it's just amazing to see how everything pans out. You know, in your yeah. in your in your family. It surely has passed down, man. All, yeah. I, all I all I ever hear from my employers is this motherfucker's hardworking. That's good. <laughs> That's a good thing to hear. Yeah, I mean, it's it's we don't we we don't shy away from hard work. Um, I've been complimented on you guys. Cause I used to take you guys on my little jobs and stuff, and I, I always had a little side hustle. And you used to guys, you know, I used to get you and Daniel and, and Josh sometimes to help me out. And you guys have never shied away from hard work because I remember teaching y'all when y'all were young, like we gotta go cut the grass and we gotta do these hard things and and you know and it's part of our thing. Y- y'all just understood, okay, it was part of life, it was part of our responsibilities, and, and y'all y'all did it. And it's hard when y'all aren't available anymore. You know what I mean? And I know my dad had to go through this too because he had three sons the way I had three sons. So he had his three sons and then they all grow up and become adults and live their own lives and he doesn't have these hard working, strong men, you know, young men in, in, in the house anymore. They're gone. And you guys grow up and, and leave. So, yeah, you know, Josh is the last one, you know, yeah. literally. Uh, so he, he still helps me from time to time and, and he, he hasn't backed down. He doesn't shy away. You know, when you were there living there at the house, I know y'all gave him a lot of shit because he didn't want to come out and do stuff, but now he gets his, his share of, of, uh, responsibilities, you know, when it comes to hard work and, and he's so good because this is like behind the scenes stuff that y'all don't see is like, he comes out and checks on me. He's like, dad, you need help. What do you need? Like, uh, you know, where did I pick up? Oh, you want to move that? You know, whatever. He, he's very good like that. Like he'll come and check on me and, and shit. When he sees me out there busting my ass, and I'm because I got a little project that I'm working on, and I don't want to bother him about it because it's my project. He'll come out 
what are you working on? Oh, I'm just sending this. I got to bring this, you know, I'm sending down this, this lumber or whatever. I'm building a, a chair or whatever. So he'll, he'll come out and bring me water. I don't even ask him to. He'll just bring me a water. Like he's just checking on me. He just, just want, he's just concerned. You need help? Like, oh, I got him. He'll appreciate it, you know, because I know I'll work you guys to death. You know what I mean? And it's, it's kind of weird like that where you learn about your, your, parenting skills you know what i'm saying like you guys have have taken notice that you're like you're not as hard as on joss as, as you were on me and daniel and christian and, yeah. and it's true it, i'm not gonna deny that it's true but i am hard on josh Tr- josh will give you his stories too but uh i guess we're all different yeah we well not it's not that you're different that's well, not different like i'm saying like we all have our different the way that we were uh we work differently you're not given as a as a parent as a father especially you're not given instructions on how to raise kids so in the beginning, you're very protective. You're very um, demanding, you know, like, nope, it's got to be done this way because I'm trying to keep you safe. You don't understand that, but this is what I'm trying to do. And then you have your second one and you might be a little bit more lenient and you have your third one because Daniel would probably say the same thing about you, you know what I mean, that you do about job. So it just keeps going downhill. But you just get more lenient and lenient and lenient as you go, you know, like Daniel was the one that took the worst of it for sure mm-hmm. i know he did like daniel was, i did not want to leave daniel anywhere like daniel went where i went i protected him all the time like i was just very uh pro keeping him with me like i'm not leaving my boy anywhere this is this i'm you know and i'm sure he wanted to like do things and, and experience stuff but i was like Mm-mm. i was very protective of him i took him everywhere like even like at church and you know when i was part of the youth group stuff i was taking him places where he was too young to be but i just couldn't leave him behind you know um so yeah he he uh he had that protection from from me for sure and he probably didn't like it you know if you ask him he probably didn't like it but i didn't know what else to do you know what i mean like that's just how i to me nobody can take care of him better than me so and and any of my kids but um yeah, I know Daniel probably took the the worst of it. And then Christian came. She was my first daughter. So she'd be the same. Like, she took a lot because now I have a daughter to protect. And there ain't nobody going to touch her. Ain't nobody going to harm her. And, you know, <laughs> I was super protective of her, you know. And she was scary because she was so strong. Strong. Well, Daniel was like, all right, dad, cool, whatever, fine. You know, he didn't put up a, a big fight. He was just like, I just don't want to fight. This. What, what do you want me to do? Um, and I love him and I respect him for that because it made it easier for me yeah. as a parent. But Christian, oh, she fought every fucking step of the way. She kicked and screamed every step of the way. <laughs> still does. Made, yeah, still does. Made made my life as a father because I, all I was trying to do was protect her. And, of course, she didn't see that, you know. Um but, dude, it scared me to death just knowing the possibilities of her getting hurt, you know. Daniel would was, was um, he he could, he'll step, he'll, he'll uh, how do you say, uh, step back, or uh, what's it called, he'll, he'll uh, come back stronger than ever, you know. And Christian would too, but because she was my daughter, she was a female, that's not how my brain worked. My brain worked, oh, this will mess her up. You know, if she got hurt or something happened yeah. to her, like it would change her life forever. That's how I thought, you know, 
but that's not her personality. Her personality is the opposite. She is very resilient and, and, and strong and, and independent and everything. But in my mind, I couldn't see it that way. Like, because she was, she was my daughter. Yeah. So that was tough. Like, if you ever have a daughter, dude, you, you'll understand what I'm saying. Like, there's nothing that oh, you wouldn't do. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> there's nothing you wouldn't do. That, that, that Even Tony, seeing my struggle as, as a, a father of a daughter, thought the same thing. I remember him telling me, dude, oh, I don't know if I could ever have a daughter. Like, I see how tough it is for you. I'm like, dude, it's not so much that I don't want her to, you know, enjoy life. It's just I don't want her to get hurt. I don't want her to, to have bad experiences. I don't want her to, like, just so many bad things that were going on out there in the world. And can't protect her from You everything. can't protect her from everything, yeah, but try convincing a dad that, you know what I mean? Like, hell no. A young <laughs> dad especially, you know? So, anyways, that was that. You came in. Uh, it, it, it was different. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you're my third kid. I remember... Uh, when your mom said she was pregnant with you, I was a little shocked. I was like, oh, another kid? Like, oh, shit, okay. Like, we're just just kind of figuring things out with our first dude. So it took me a little while to kind of, like, accept the fact that we were having a third one. But the moment you were born, I do remember, like, I was very um, just nervous from 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 the learning of you being you know your mom being pregnant with you but when you the moment you were born you barely cried you came out so easy mm-hmm. the doctor was like this was like the easiest delivery I've, I've had in years i'm like like you just came out dude like you're ready to to hit the world you know what i mean uh daniel was 21 hours labor Christian uh, almost had an umbilical cord wrapped around her neck, so that was dramatic. Yeah. You know what I mean? You slid right out. Like, nothing. And the doctor was like, I remember just seeing within two minutes, the doctor was already sitting down, writing his notes, closing his charts. The nurses were handling you, cleaning you up. Like, it was that easy. And I was like, wow. I was expecting, because we had such a dramatic first two you were like a breeze. You came in ready to face the world, and you were like, "All right, you know." And I and I saw you, and uh, you were this beautiful little baby. And I was like, "Wow, I got another son," you know. <laughs> and um, we got a big dick too. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Where was it? <laughs> and I was like, "That's my boy." And and I remember taking that time right there, and I was like, "Wow, like I can do this. I can do it again." No problem. I, I think I can handle this. Being nervous, you know, about having another child and having another mouth to feed and all the struggles we had with the first two of, of providing as a father. Yeah. I didn't feel that anymore. Like, I was like, we'll be okay. We're going to be all right. We're going to make this happen. And, and uh, yeah, man, I mean, with all of my kids, I remember always keeping you guys next to me and always, you know, holding your hands at night, like, to my, to my hands, like, fell asleep my arm was my arm was asleep i remember because your crib was always on my side i was very protective dude like you have no idea how protective i was of of, of y'all like your crib had to be on my side you know in case you something happened i would i would jump up and check on y'all but uh man dude i was just something that now i feel feel weird about it because i was overprotective i guess but 
it's just all on you, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you were my babies, you know, and, and I didn't want anything to happen to y'all. So, but then you grew, you're starting to grow up and grow up, and, man, you were just different in the fact that you weren't as curious as Daniel and Christian. Because Daniel and Christian can get into some shit. Like, they got into some stuff. Like, they would empty boxes out in trash. You were content. You were just chill. You were a very, very chill person. Well, I had my days. <laughs> yeah. No, no, you did have your days. Don't tell me. There was time when school, especially. Like, that's when I think the teachers were really, like, oh, complaining yeah. and stuff. <laughs> but as a baby, man, I remember you just being real chill, relaxed. Um, We spent a lot of time together. We did a lot of walks together. and We did a lot of, a lot of things. And I started, my, my whole perspective on raising my kids started to change with you for sure and then the moment i heard that we were gonna have josh i was like bring it on like let's just go i didn't care anymore i didn't worry anymore like it was yeah. just kind of like whatever let's just go and uh um, okay make it too <laughs> hell no i didn't go that far i didn't hell no i didn't go that far but <laughs> yeah josh came and and uh that was it he ate everything in the house i was uh listening actually last night while i was working uh Joe Rogan was talking to John Jones. Mm-hmm. It was like a long time ago. It was like one of his earlier podcasts. But uh, he was talking about his life, basically. Just going over his life, how, what he's been up to and stuff. And they were talking about the same thing about kids and stuff. And uh, John Jones was like, uh, he was asking Joe Rogan, he's like, you, you have any kids? And uh, Joe was like, yeah, I got, I got three. I got, uh, I think he said he has uh, three daughters or something like that, right? Uh, and he's like an eight year old, uh, eleven year old, and then a twenty two year old, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, all different ages. And then John Jones, Joe Rogan asked the same questions. Do you got any? He's like, yeah, I got four daughters. I was like, <laughs> God <laughs> damn. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know, man. Um, how do I say this without sounding awful? But and I love you. Christian to death, trust me. This is not like a, like bad, but I feel like God gave me my boys because He knew what I could handle. Yeah. Christian was equivalent to three boys. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like Christian was a handful. For you want to know what uh, John Jones was saying about the the fact that he had four daughters? Mm. He was saying because he has a fiance at the time. It was his fiance. I guess he's married now, but he uh, he was saying that God had not given him uh, a son yet and his explaining or his reasoning why was uh he's like i want to i want to be able to be mature enough to raise a man and he says he believes uh that <clears throat> god hasn't given him a son yet because he hasn't he hasn't fully uh, matured fully matured mm. to enough to to raise a man and he's like well there is a uh, scientific studies that you can like some way or somehow f- change a chromosome and like your and your stuff to make a to yeah. make a boy, right? Yeah. And he's like, well, if that's available, maybe I could look at you. He's like, but that's just talk. Like, that's just uh, stuff for the future yeah. or whatever. Right? Yeah. But uh, that's his explanation of him not having a girl yet. Yeah. He's like, I think probably the reason is because he's not mature enough to raise a man. Yeah, I think John Jones is definitely dealing with his own demons and his own issues and. Uh, yeah, maybe it's best that he doesn't have a son because he he had a hard time himself as a man. Yeah. So I think that's I think he's just speaking to himself. Uh, I don't see my situation like that. I'm just saying like, if I had 
I think I would be so much more protective. Even can you imagine how much more protective I would have been if I had nothing but daughters? You know, and I don't think that necessarily would have been a good thing too. So, I think had a lot more white hairs. Yeah, I think it is what it is. The way it happened was, you know, is the way it was supposed to happen. And um, I mean, look, look at the the blessings of it too. Is that I had a, I had a little tribe, you know what I mean? I had my little my little tribe of of, of yeah. warriors, you know. What I'm saying y'all were very helpful, you know. Christian got down and dirty too. Like she she helped us out with some hard work sometimes when we needed to, <laughs> but I I didn't you know I like the the pretty crazy stuff. You I had my little army, dude. I had you, Josh, and and, and Dave. I mean Daniel, to uh, to help me out with some stuff, you know. So that's a blessing, and that's biblical too. If you look back, I mean they wanted men. You know, they wanted to have sons to help them mend the house and, and tend to the lands and, and, you know, all these things. You know, that's what that's what they wanted. Having a lot of daughters would kind of uh, keep that from happening, you know. That you wanted some hard, strong, I mean, some hardworking, strong young men in your, mm-hmm. in your genealogy to help you work on the land that you had because they had a lot to do, you know. So uh, having daughters was great, too. Because it'd give you more grandsons, but at the same time, but you think it was there was a purpose why you know they wanted they wanted sons back then, and I didn't think that way at all. I I thought that I was gonna have my boy and my my girl, which would have been exactly what I asked for. Which I wanted a son first, and I got it, and then I wanted a daughter next, and I got my daughter, and then I had you, and then I had Josh too. So, and then now I have my two stepkids. So, but uh, it's just. The way it happens, you know, you just, yeah, you know, I got more, I was blessed with more and that's how I view it. I don't see it any, any other way than, than just being blessed for sure. That's crazy. Yeah. Can you see yourself with four kids? With a big job, yeah. <laughs> with a good job? With a good job, with a six figure income. Yeah. You don't need all that, man. Trust me. It's, <laughs> I wasn't anywhere close to having that but you guys manage you guys always ate you always had food in, your, in the table clothes on your back yeah. god provided every single time all right this is my final question on my little list here tell me something that i don't know about you or something you did that i don't know about or something you did without me something i didn't do no something you did that i don't know about in other words you've kept oh, okay. it from me um or something, well, I guess it's just that, you know, something that you did that I don't know about. Like that, or? It could be anything. Anything? Anything you want to say. Hmm. <clears throat> Shit. There's a lot of things I tell you, and a lot of, there's not many things I don't tell you. Yeah, that's true. Um, Is there anything you wouldn't? Okay, so you could turn it into something else. You could say, if there's nothing that you've kept from me, is there something you would keep from me? You could turn it into that, too. Well, when it comes to relationship stuff, I'm oh, sorry. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I kind of like to keep things uh, personal. In person, yeah, to myself when it comes to stuff like that until I feel that it's ready to be out there, you know. Oh, okay. But uh yeah, other than like relationship stuff or maybe like a I've always wanted to, like, whenever I'm getting something new, like, 
oh, say I buy a house or say I get a car or something like that, yeah. something big, I will wait until I do it. And then I was like, hey, I'll show up at your house one day in a brand new car. Like, hey, look, check it out. Like, yeah, oh. yeah. I'll do like something like that. I won't tell yeah. you. And then I'll just reveal it to you later yeah. on or something. Uh, the stuff like that, I guess. That relationship stuff or I don't know what else. Maybe like if I somehow, some way come into a large sum of money or something. <laughs> I guess. Got you. But mainly stuff like that. In a way. So there's, there's like nothing you've ever done that you've hidden from me that you just never want me to know. I pretty much have told you everything, dude. Besides, like, I don't know, I mean, getting pulled over sometimes with my friends, stuff like stupid you shit. You told me that, yeah. Why? Is that a good thing? I think, isn't that good that you do talk to me about everything? I feel like that's a good thing. Yeah, I mean, there's no reason not to. Besides, uh, no, but I mean, like, look, I don't tell my parents everything. You know? <laughs> I don't even talk to my parents oh, hardly yeah. ever. But you know, that, that what my point is. It's good that we have that relationship that you can talk to me about stuff because man, there's not a lot of people that can do that for sure. So I yeah. at least feel like I did that right, you know. Um, so I'm glad that you're you're open with me. I don't ever want you to not. I mean, you need to have your personal life. You need to have your 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 stuff that you don't want to share. That's fine, but. I don't want it to be because of me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I know what it feels like to share good news with my dad. And he just looks at it like, why? Why did you do that? You know what I mean? Like, he didn't share in the in the feeling that you had about it. Mm-hmm. I would never do that with you. You know, I'd be proud of you no matter what. But I've been on that side of it where I shared something good, where I thought it would be great news. And they're like, oh. Well, you know what I'm saying, and they just kind of like, I'm like, oh my god, what did, yeah, why did I, why did I even do that? You know, so I'm glad that you can, you definitely come to me. You're having a fourth kid, another kid, goddamn, <laughs> yeah. Let me let me ask myself, is there something that I've never shared with you? <laughs> you always joke around about being adopted. <laughs> Me being adopted or you? Oh, that's yeah. No, you're not adopted. I'm the whitest. <clears throat> yeah, you definitely came out very light complexion. That's for sure. Still question to this day. Um, <laughs> drink a lot of milk. Drink a lot of a lot of milk. Mm. Good drink, by the way. Um, I'm. I think we're pretty open too. Like, I don't feel like there's anything that I kept from you. I used a lot of my stories from my past to to help you or teach you too, you know. Yeah. So I don't know if I ever really kept anything. Have you ever thought that I've kept anything from you, or do you ever think like, did my dad do this or whatever? And you ever have that feeling? Well, I mean, just the uh, the stories you've told me in the past, like I was like, shit, I didn't know about that. Oh. But like, you already told me, so I mean, yeah. there's nothing. Let me keep it from you. Just the, the stuff you say said or the stories you you've uh, been through, experienced. Mm. You kept them from me for a reason. Like, there is a reason behind it. Maybe until you're ready to hear it. Yeah, yeah, until I was ready to hear it or something. Yeah. I do love to reminisce, and I, and I do see you enjoy that, too. I, I see that you mm-hmm. love to hear my stories growing up, you know? Uh, you, you find favor in that, and I find favor in telling you those stories, too. And then I enjoy hearing your stories, because you're making your own. Mm-hmm. You know, you're living your life, and you're making your own stories, you're taking your own trips and you're doing your own thing and, and 
and I get to enjoy that part of it. So that's pretty good, you know. You, Daniel, Daniel. I mean, Daniel's been to Japan. Christian's been in New York, or going to New York. So like, y'all are doing shit that I didn't even think of doing. You know what I mean? Like, I started my life. I got married young. I had kids young. You guys are are doing it right in a way. You know what I mean? Like you guys are making like making your decisions and traveling and, and enjoying life. Yeah. I didn't I didn't think that. Like my mind was my my world was so closed to uh minded like you got to do this in order to do this in order to do this. And uh I can appreciate you guys, you know. You guys are doing some some good stuff, you know. And I told Daniel this all the time and Christian too. <clears throat> and then you guys like Daniel and you you have like your friends from from way 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 back you know especially Daniel has his old oh, yeah. London friends and stuff like that and I admire that because I don't know any of my friends from when I went to London or even King I don't have any friends all my friends are like new like uh from your work yeah or... from from you know places of employment that I've recently worked at and you know maybe within the last 10 15 years but high school friends and things like that, I'd have no idea where anybody's at. Yeah. I didn't carry on those relationships, you know. I am a bit antisocial, though. I will say that. That's just who I am. I'm not a very social person. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, you know, I I just, I don't know why I, I was like that. I don't know why I kept to myself the way I did. Maybe that's all I knew. But, um you guys don't you guys have great friends you gotta make plans you guys do things and you know i, I don't remember taking a trip with any of my friends you know what i mean like mm. doing anything with my friends other than work you know travel with friends and work but they weren't my friends they were like my co-workers mm. I, that i considered friends so you guys are doing it right i feel like you guys are enjoying life and, and doing a good thing and then you know you can really go back and think to yourself and say man i, enjoy, I enjoyed this part of my life, you know, y'all are going to be able to say that, you know, I can't, I can never say that, you know, I enjoyed having this and this and this, you know, my friends and making memories and going to the beach and making a bonfire and doing this and camping out, you know, whatever y'all do. I can't, I can't say that, you know, oh, yeah. but my memories are my kids are y'all. I did those things with y'all. Mm-hmm. Y'all are my, my family, my everything. So we did the camping, we did the bonfires, we did, all those things. So to me, it, it doesn't, I guess it doesn't bother me as much because I was still making memories, but in my own way, yeah. I wouldn't replace any of that. So understand that too. Like, I'm not trying to say like, I regret it. I'm just glad that y'all chose y'all's path and y'all are content and happy. Me, I wanted to have a family and raise and, and, uh, I did, you know, mm-hmm. you know, and, Y'all may never have kids too. You know that's the other thing too. Y'all might you might decide I'm not, I'm not gonna have kids. You know I'm just gonna you know because that's kind of a thing now too. You know, and I hope you do. You know I hope you get to experience the 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 life of a of fatherhood. I think I'd like kids later down the line though. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Kind of like how Tony did it. Mm-hmm. He had it later, like in his thirties. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm totally, I'm totally okay with that. Like Tony did it right, man. He, like he had a plan. He. He had to reach his certain goals first, and then they they planned it out really good. I'm really proud of my brother. He he did it right. I always say he did it right. Mm-hmm. Shout out Tony. I remember, he'd always come. Uh, 
he always texts me or he'd always uh like hit me up sometimes how are you, how are you doing man like what are, you, what are you up to i'm just working or yeah. I'll, I'll tell him i'm working or i'm just uh <coughs> hanging out at the house yeah. or whatever and there's this one time where uh he came and checked up on me uh i was living at letty's yeah. uh for a little bit for a couple months and uh I think he was trying to get a hold of me, and uh, Letty called me. He's like, hey, Tony's outside for you. I was like, what? What the heck? <laughs> and uh, he was in his AT&T truck, yeah. and uh, he texted me. He's like, come here. So I walked up, and uh, he rolled down the window. He's like, hey, come inside. And I was like, okay. So I, I got in the car with him, and then he was just on his, like, his, iP- uh, his iPad yeah. doing like his, his work and stuff. But like he's a manager, so he can like kind of do whatever. And uh, he's like, I heard you got a girlfriend, like that. <laughs> and uh, I was like, <clears throat> yeah, man, I uh, had a girlfriend for a while. And then he's like, uh, you need to focus on your school. Like, he just started, like, going off on that, like, <laughs> like just telling me, like, you need to do college. Like, don't be worrying about girls right now, like, stuff like that. And I was like, um, I mean, yeah, man, like, I'm not, I'm just strictly working. I just give him, like, the whole rundown and stuff. And, uh. And then he started giving me his life advice. He's like, well, this is what's been going on, this and that. I know sometimes it could be hard. It's like, I go through my trials and tribulations with me and my wife, whatever. And uh, he's like, having a kid is a big responsibility, just so you know. And uh, he's like, make sure you do your things right. And so ever since that day, like, he uh, had told me uh, about, like, his stuff. I just kind of kept it, absorbed the information and just, like, Cause now I'm gonna put that information towards the future and yeah, stuff. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm not. I'm not really looking for like having kids like at this age. Yeah. yeah. Even though it'd be cool, like twenty or twenty or something, mid twenties, having a kid. Yeah. And then, like, whenever your kid is twenty, you'll be forty, like you are, yeah. and uh, you'll still be able to like, oh, I'm gonna go play football with my kid. Like, yeah. You know, yeah, just do cool stuff. Be active. Yeah. Active. And uh, that'd be pretty fun. Like I'd, I'd like to do that too. Yeah, I gotta say that I am I'm blessed to have Tony as my brother. Like Tony, oh man, he's a uh, being here. Like he's the best uncle too. Like mm-hmm. Tony picked up the slack for me in in times where I really needed it to be because there was times where I was in my moment doing my thing, like just struggling with me. That Tony picked up the slack. Like, he picked y'all up for the movies. I remember he would invite me, hey, we're going to the movies. You know, me, Daniel, David are going to go to Josh, whatever. And he would pick y'all. That's the badass uncle. Oh, yeah. He would pick his nephews up and go to the movies. It was like a thing y'all did. And I missed so many movies, too, with y'all. Because, again, me just going through my moment in life. Um, Tony didn't, didn't skip a beat. Like, he loved you guys. And he always thinks about you guys. Like, you know, he he... Is a badass uncle. Like, not everybody has that kind of family member that's just down and helps out and attends yeah. things and, and is a part of your life. And Tony would pick y'all up. Even if I didn't go, he was picking y'all up and going to the movies. And I'm like, I'll, I'll never forget that. Like, Tony, mm-hmm. like, he's, like, my best friend, dude. Like, he is awesome. We talk about everything. And, you know, he's he's done well. Uh, he's done really, really good. I'm, I'm proud of him. Like he is, he's a, just in a great place. So I, I, I admire my little brother for sure. You know, but uh, 
most of all, like, he thought about you guys all the time. Always asking and, you know, concerned about y'all's well-being and stuff. And, you know, even even now he's trying to get down and move back here to Corpus from, from Austin, you know. And and this whole deal that he's going to give you with his property, too. You know, like, that's, that's just love. You know what I mean? Like, he cares yeah. and loves you, but he loves you guys. So, like, Tony is just badass. You know, he's just one of those, like, uh-huh. Ali, you know. I, I love him to death for that. You know, he's just always always been there for you guys uh even when i couldn't because i was i was going through some stuff myself so i appreciate him you know like he's i don't ever want you guys to forget that about about your uncle tony he's badass yeah badass uncle no doubt about <clears> that man. yeah i mean there's uncles out there <laughs> that are horrible <laughs> you know what i mean and they do some pretty nasty shit to their family members but not not my brother man my brother is 100% the opposite. But yeah, man. Who was your first crush in, in school? What kind of... Or what, what Just school? a crush. Like, I, I mean, I'm talking about innocent crush. First grade, second grade, kindergarten. Who was your first crush? Do you even remember? Oh, yeah, dude. I still have her on Facebook. Really? <laughs> yeah, like in wow. fucking elementary. Uh, uh, when I went to... Um, uh, fucking... Kind- I know it was like kinder, like kinder, first, second, dude. I fell in love with this girl. She was like, um, I guess she was like one of the popular ones, I guess, in a way. <laughs> in that young of a grade, she was already popular? I mean, it's just not like, I mean, not like popular you see in high school, but okay. like, all, uh, like everyone would, uh, all the girls would hang out yeah. and she'd be like the main one, right? Yeah, sure. Um, but yeah, dude, all the guys would talk about her, like, in, in elementary or whatever in first second second grade or something and uh oh what's it called i remember one time i was so like mad madly in love with her i had got a an envelope i think i had like gotten something from my birthday or maybe it was just from doing some chores or whatever but i got like five bucks or like some some change right? mm-hmm. and uh <laughs> I had put it in an envelope, and uh, I don't know how how or why, but mom was dropping us off from, or mom was dropping us off to school in the van, and uh, I had pulled out the envelope, and I had like money and quarters and stuff in there and stuff, because <laughs> I was gonna give it to her like, oh, here you go, it's like a gift, right? Yeah. And mom stopped me. What's in the envelope? Nothing. And I was like <laughs> trying to run, and she's like, give me the envelope right now. And she opened it. And I was like, uh, she's like, what do you have money for? And uh, I was like, I was going to give it to this girl. No, you don't need to be giving money to the girl. Like, she just, like, slapped it out of my hands. Like, Damn. I was uh, I was all trying to impress her and stuff. Like, try to do stuff like that. You give her your monies. Mm-hmm. Damn. Because that's what girls like. You remember her name? Yeah, her name is... Uh, don't say Nic- her last name. Don't say her last Nicole. Name. Okay. I don't even remember the name of my first crush. Um, it was in second grade... It was very short-lived, by the way. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was the first little black girl that I've ever met. Uh-huh. Uh, and I thought she was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen because she was different. You know what I mean? At London School, of all places, in the early late 70s, early 80s. Okay? And <clears throat> I remember being in yeah, second grade. Yeah, I remember being... In the second grade, 
And uh, all of a sudden, this girl was in class, and I just looked at her, and I just couldn't take my eyes off her. I was just, like, mesmerized by how different she was. Yeah. So I was drawn to her. I remember just hanging out with her, talking to her, and I remember uh, seesawing with her in in recess. Like, like, you want to seesaw? And she's like, yeah. So we were just laughing and just having a great time. And she came the next day, and we did it again. And, you know, I was just like, she's the coolest human being ever. Second grade. And then she stopped showing up to school. Uh Like, she didn't come to school anymore. And, uh... I remember asking, like, where's so-and-so? I don't remember her name. I think maybe Julie or something. I just can't remember her name for the life of me. It was so many years ago. And um, the teacher was like, oh, she moved or something. I was like, moved? Like, she had just moved here, and then they moved again. So I couldn't understand that. Well, years went by. And uh, I remember me and my dad having a conversation. Like, we were just talking about something. Years, years, years went by. I'm talking about 15 years go by. And he started telling me the story about this black family that had moved um, years ago, had moved into the area. Mm. And I was like, oh, yeah. And I said, there was a black family when I was in second grade. He goes, yeah, I think that was that was that family. I said, uh, well, what happened to them? Like, I didn't tell him that I had a crush on the, the girl, but I just want to know, like, whatever happened to that family? Like, they were there for like a week or so, and then they left. He goes, oh, he goes, well, that, that man, the father got hired by the farmers to work the, the land area. Yeah. Well, one day, um, while they were home, she had a, a little brother. And the little brother, uh, and remember, we're out there in the country, in their highway going toward Chapman Ranch Road. Well, the uh, the little brother um, lost control of a ball or something, and it went into the, like, the road, the highway. So he ran after it, and an 18-wheeler just plowed and killed him. Damn. So of course that devastated the family, and, and then they moved like immediately, like they weren't we're not coming back here kind of thing. So they up they upped and left, and I never never saw her again. That, that little girl, but that was that was my first crush, man. That was crazy. Yeah. Damn. But to hear to to learn the story behind the disappearance of her, ten years, fifteen years down the road, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And I was like, what? Her brother died, and what the hell? And yeah. So. That was the, that was that story there. Yeah, dude. My crush nowadays, she has a kid and everything now. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, I learned later on. I think I think she had a kid when she was like eighteen. Or something. <clears throat> not not too young, but it's quite young. Um, she married? I don't know. <laughs> you still have the envelope? <laughs> I do. <laughs> Go take it there, see if see if you can spark something up. So has a change in there and everything. Yeah, it's a couple of quarters and a few dollars. But Nobody. yeah, it was a great first experience. <laughs> Number one time I sat next to her in class, or it was like a music class there, and the chairs are all lined up. Mm-hmm. And I sat next to her because I was like, I was waiting for her to sit down. I was like, I'm gonna go sit next to her. <laughs> Damn, you're already a player like a Dan, huh? Yeah, dude. There's this one time <laughs> I, I don't know if I told you or told someone. I think I did tell you. Did I tell you? I was uh, I was in music class again, and it was towards like Christmas time, and they were just showing movies because we we're about to go on Christmas break, and uh, all the kids could either play or watch the movie. You're like you can pick either one you want to do, right? 
So there's kids playing with like blocks or toys, or whatever mm. over there, and people watching like the movies on the front screen and the projector. Uh, well, for me, I like the movie. It was playing. It was playing the Polar Express because yeah. it was a Christmas theme and oh, stuff. Yeah. So I was sitting in the chair, like just sitting back. And, like, there's kids playing here, kids playing over there. And then some people were laying down on the ground, like, watching the movie and stuff. And I was sitting on the chair, just, like, just like arms crossed, sitting there, right? This girl walks up to me. She sits down uh, next to the chair on the ne- uh, to the right of me. <clears throat> and she just randomly, so who do you like in the class? Like that, <laughs> right? Fucking and women, dude. Damn. Yeah, just, like, just straight up. I, was, I think I was in third grade. Uh, but, uh. I wasn't like, uh, when I, you know, you know how a girl asks you that, and you're like, uh, like I wasn't yeah. like that. I was like, I like her. Like I was just like, Good name me, name me, name me. Like I was like that. My boy. <laughs> I even told her like I like you too. I was, like, I was just going back and, and forth. And I like you too, right? Yeah. And then uh, she just started asking more questions. Like, oh, do you think she looks pretty? Like she's like naming all this type of stuff, right? And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, we just had a conversation. Yeah. And uh, I just remember that one time. And uh, I think it was third grade. It had to be third grade. But uh, I just remember that one time that we were in class and she just came up to me. And he's like, so what kind of girls are, uh, who do you like in the class? Or something like that. And mm-hmm. I just started naming. Oh, her and her and her. <laughs> just pointing them out. Dude, so. there's one thing I've, I, I knew about myself or I learned about myself later on is that I've always been oblivious to flirting and how that shit works like yeah i was never like my radar was never up mm-hmm. okay i wasn't on the prowl i wasn't never like that's just something I, I was a living life just whatever you know whatever happened and i remember things would like happen to me like that like girls would ask you hey who do you like and you're like yeah i like her you know they're they wanted they wanted you to say them you know what i mean yeah. that's what a woman a girl was trying to find out but like me, I was the same way. Like that reminds me a lot of me, like just being oblivious to what was going on, the opportunity there. Like they were giving you an in, and you didn't, you, you didn't yeah. see it, and you didn't take it, and uh, you were like, yeah, I like her, her, her. So girls want to hear that you like other girls, right? But yeah. that's how I was because <laughs> I was never like in tune with that. Like I was never like, oh, I got, I'm, I'm out looking, I'm on the hunt, and. It's just funny. To me, it's just a funny way of, of, of looking back at things. But I was never looking for girls, even in high school. I wasn't like, I got to be with a girl. I got to have a girlfriend. Like, I got to be in, in cool or whatever. Like, to me, none of that shit yeah. was, bothered me. You know, like, it was just whatever. If it <laughs> happened, it happened. Uh, I knew a lot of boys that were, like, fucking horn dogs. You know what I mean? Like, they mm-hmm. just, they were too, too in tune with their shit and they needed to be with a girl but I, I remember like not really caring if it happened it happened if it didn't you know it didn't it's, it's fine with me either way but uh yeah girls would come up to me too and like be like you know you didn't write me back in my note i said you wrote me like i didn't even know they wrote me like who are you like i didn't even know who they were and like oh you're such a snob you know and i was like i don't know who you are like for real i'm not being honest like i don't know who you are and and that's the kind of shit that, that I was dealing with going in, in in high school when I was young, uh, because I just didn't care, man. It wasn't like one of those things where girls take things personally. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're they need that attention. They want you to pick them, you know. And and I just didn't 
realize that or to see that when I was in high school. So there was a lot of missed opportunities, and I'm thankful for it because I could have gotten in some major trouble if I knew the secrets. If I knew yeah. that's what they were looking for, I could have gotten in some major, major trouble. Yeah, and I'm yeah. glad I didn't, man. I'm glad I was just the way you know I was. I remember I was in uh, in middle school, in art class, I remember. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was sitting across the room, and there was a girl on the opposite side of the room sitting with her friends, right? Yeah. And there was rumors going around, apparently. Uh, like, her friends were talking. I think one of her friends came up to me and said, hey, she wants to ask you out. And I was like, I looked over there, and I was like, like, in my head, I was like, <laughs> nah, right? And uh, she, uh, what's it called? Like, it was just, like, some dumb stuff, right? And <laughs> I didn't realize how, how not embarrassing, but, like, how... Um, Blunt? Yeah, blunt, or I guess uh, how bad it would make her feel. Oh, yeah, okay. But I got up, I went up to her, I was like, no, I'm sorry. Like, I went like that, like, I, I'm not, uh, <coughs> not looking for anything. I'm not looking for anything right now, type of thing. Uh, and she was just like, she was like, oh, my God, like, why did you go over here? Yeah, yeah. And she's like, I'm so sorry. Like, it was just all yeah. Girl, all man, dude, oh, man, it just, this, that's exactly what scared the shit out of me about Christian to my daughter like just knowing that that was potentially going to be a thing like I did not want her to be going after a guy you know what I mean like oh hell no like there's nobody going to be good enough for you so no (laughs) it's fucking scared the shit out of me because I I was on the other the receiving side when I was like 12 or 13 I remember getting invited to a birthday party uh, at school and this girl and i knew i had suspicions and i knew this girl liked me but i didn't like her i wasn't i didn't i wasn't into all that shit yeah i didn't like her but she liked me and i remember uh going to her birthday party and it was gonna be through the night like it was gonna be kind of not all night but i mean it was gonna be till after dark and we were out in the country out there because you know we lived we went to school in london and there was a lot of farmers and stuff so they had a house out there in the country and i remember going and then the group of girls comes, all this little five, six girls come up to me and they all bombard me saying, do you like so-and-so or not? Because she stayed behind, right? Yeah. And I was like, no, I don't like her <laughs> or whatever. You know, I just said it straight up like blunt, yeah. like, no, I don't like her. And they all fucking pulled my hair and pinched me and like were mean to me and I was because I, I said no. Like basically they were trying to force me into this liking her for her birthday thing but i was like no i don't like her let's not i'm not down with that you know they fucking pulled my hair pinched me and did all i was like fuck this if this is what love is or if this is what girlfriends are about i don't want any part of it this is painful this is like horrible and painful Uh but i was like fuck that like they were weird like Mm -hmm. i don't know what the hell was going on there i was attacked by this little gang of girls because I said no, and they were, oh, man, dude, I'll never forget that. I, I, and I, it, like, totally freaked me out. Like, what the fuck just happened to me? Like, I was, like, literally, yeah, traumatized. <laughs> they fucking pulled my hair, pinched me, like, pushed me, slapped me. Like, they were all mean to me because uh-huh. I said no. If I would have said yes, what what then? Because I didn't like any of them. You know, who knows? But I'm just probably like, this thing. was not, <laughs> yeah, probably the same thing. You're right. 
<laughs> but dude, it was just a crazy, crazy experience. The girls can be fucking ruthless for sure. So I guess that kind of kept me at bay uh, with with girls and in, in my growing up for sure. But, Shit. Ugh. At least you don't have to say yes all the time. It's always good to say no, yeah. especially at the strip clubs. It's safer, safer to say no. Strip clubs, don't never been, <laughs> never been. So what else you got? So my question for you, sir, it's one of the most asked questions in the history of mankind. How do you make a woman happy? I'm just kidding. Oh no. my god. <laughs> no, my question is, from your knowledge or I guess your reasoning, what do you think life is like after death? Mm. In the words of uh, <clears throat> Nacho Libre, <laughs> life is good. It's the best. Um, it all depends. What I believe is it all depends on, on what you believe, you know. I believe in God. I believe in Jesus Christ. I believe in heaven and hell. I believe if you have asked God, God into your life mm-hmm. and called upon his name and then also live as a Christian and live by his, you know, guidelines, Ten Commandments, whatever you want to say. Um, there is going to be life after death and that's going to be heaven. You know, you're going to heaven. So that's my belief that there is life after death. There is so much more to than just living here and now and you know you don't just get buried and become maggots and dirt and back you know whatever your soul goes somewhere i truly 100 percent believe that i've always believed that and always will yeah i know today in today's time it's it's hard to believe that and it's hard to see that mm-hmm. there's not a lot of hope but in my 47 years of life i shouldn't even be alive today Okay, no, I'm a miracle baby. Let's just put it that way. My dad and mom tell me the story that I should not even be alive today. So, to me, my perspective is just that. Like, I just don't take anything for for granted, you know. And, and I believe I'm here for a purpose. I believe, you know, so many different things. So, <clears throat> and one of the things that I believe is that yeah, there's life after death. Like, it doesn't end here, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, the the things that we're going to experience in, in heaven. Yeah. We're not, we, we're not going to have the pain and the suffering and, and, and all that, that we're enduring now. We're not going to have any of that in heaven. I, I do believe that too. This is a very challenging, this is a place where, where, where people are getting tested daily, you know, in their faith yeah. and their beliefs. Morals have gone down. You know, values have gone down. Things are just going to shit. You know, I'm not perfect, okay? By no means am I perfect, but I do know what I believe in, you know? And I'm never, ever going to bow down to anything else, you know? I remember reading those stories in the Bible about bowing down, and man, we're getting close to that. Like, just 
seeing the stuff that's happening now and they're wanting you to bow down to this, bow down to that and turn your beliefs into that you're, you don't even that God isn't real and you have to start thinking this way and you're wrong if you don't think this way. You're a horrible person if you don't think this way, but this is a true test of time, man. This is where when I th- I thought it was bad then, back then, 10, 15, mm. 20 years ago, it's it's really bad now, man. I'm living living it firsthand. And I and I'm I can actually tell you, David, like back when I was you know, growing up, the things that we thought were crazy and and uh, you know inappropriate on television then, yeah, we're we're way past that, dude. Now we've learned to or we've grown to accept so much more bullshit. You know, it's it's literally available in our hands at our fingertips. You can just type it in and find it if you wanted to find something inappropriate and nasty and and immoral. You know, and uh, that's the crazy thing is that if you don't have any kind of morality or standards or or anything to just kind of keep you grounded, uh, that's the other side of it. People are just not there, man. People are just lost. We have no idea who they are as a person. They're 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 out there, man. So. I would say yes, there's definitely life after death. I believe in that 100%. This isn't the end for us, you know. Um, Either we're going to outlive and Christ is going to return and we're going to go with him or we're going to die and then go to heaven. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord is what the Bible says. So it's either going to be that or the rapture is going to come where Christ returns and takes us. And those that were left behind are going to learn quickly that they either believed or they didn't, or they thought they believed and they weren't believing, you know? So Mm -hmm. it's all in the Bible, man. It's all there. Everybody. Yeah. Everybody has a chance to read it and learn it and and accept it or not. Yeah. Totally. Your, your, your freedom. But, um, my beliefs, my beliefs of the person is God, family, and freedom man those are those are my main things like and just protect my family but i put god first family second and then just our freedoms and our, our abilities to have the first two because even now they're trying to take our families away from us if we're not supporting a certain thing if we're not supporting our our child believing in a certain thing they're trying to take our family away from us you know what i mean that that's what i'm talking that's where we're at right now so if our child wants to be a fucking unicorn and we're not supporting them as a unicorn, they can take that child away from us. Does that make, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's where we're at right now. A child making a decision that they want to be a, a unicorn or whatever. That's where we're at, man. And that's kind of like what scares me uh, uh, about society and where we are, we're living at right now is we, we can't even as parents teach our own kids, mm-hmm. you know, the values that we think are correct it's got to be their values and if we're not following along with their narratives and their values and their thing that man we're it's just a scary place to be man for sure so just just keep your eyes open and and be vigilant man and and stay grounded stay focused on the things that i taught you growing up you know i think uh because i learned i was i you know learned those things and i just taught you what i knew and 
<clears throat> that's as grounded as you can get, you know. Yeah. And I learned those things from my from my dad and so on and so forth, you know. Yeah, I tried to uh, keep those well well grounded, like you said. <clears throat> well, my my actually, I say my dad, like my grandpa, didn't really teach my dad those things. My dad was saved by this couple. This elderly couple invited him to church, and my dad got into the church. When he was young, living here in Corpus, and then then he started going to church instead of getting he started following that path of the things that he believed in and instilled in us. So it started somewhere, you know what I mean. Yeah. And if that couple had never invited my parents to church, who knows where we would be? You know what I mean. So um, it all leads up to him. yeah, it all leads up to and again, just even knowing that, just knowing that the fact that that I should be I shouldn't be alive. Is, is a big part of of that, you know, why I believe what I believe. There's only two ways, man. Just like the little picture you have there. <laughs> what do you think? My perspective or my view? Yeah. The same thing. I, uh, I, uh, what do you call it? I believe in heaven and hell. I believe if you, uh, um, if you're a follower and you'll go to heaven I mean uh, it's basically the same thing as you said uh, there is life after death yeah so there's there's a lot of things though that can be put into your head there's a lot of people that I guess if you say the uh, atheists are people who don't believe in anything right. um, they think that when you die, that's it. Like, it's just an, you're in a void, a yeah. black void or whatever. I think that's that's too crazy. Like, why would you? There, there has to be something, anything. Like, if you were not to believe in anything, then what's the point? <laughs> you know? Yeah. How sad? How sad would it be to just live in this unhopeful? Yeah. World. You know what I mean? Like, just oh. I'd rather believe in something than nothing. Than nothing, yeah. I, I get that too, you know. Um, yes, there's just people out there who don't know. Let, let me, let's, let's close it off with this last question. Okay. Because we're, we're talking about some pretty deep stuff here. But um, <laughs> have you ever felt that God was real and evident to you? Oh, yeah. Many times. I almost got hit by a car once. I felt God there. <laughs> uh, I almost got shot by a cop once. There's God was there. Uh, I guess whenever you're talking about like experiences, um, I think getting into HEB that was one thing. I had been trying to get into HEB for like fucking five years. Yeah. Right? Um. I got out. I had a lot. And I didn't lose my job at Target, but I basically. Uh, it was seasonal. Yeah, it was seasonal. So they released all of the seasonal workers, right? <coughs> I was struggling to find a job. So whenever my phone started ringing that one morning, I felt like God was answering. Yeah. Like he was, well, not answering, but like he was like basically the one who made it happen. Yeah. He uh, pushed that, I guess, pushed my application in. They called me and said, hey, come in for an interview. Yeah. And then after my interview, uh, 
went to go run some numbers and stuff and finally the lady came in and uh we'd like to offer you this job i was like yes <laughs> finally yeah right so once i got in i was just like i feel really blessed today that i had such a great uh, opportunity so yeah. uh definitely things like that i feel like god has for sure done his part and yeah. make it happen I've, I've lost count my on my side like i've lost count of the of the times where i felt god was definitely evident man <laughs> the one most memorable times for me and it's so simple it wasn't like anything crazy and i, and I share the story all the time too was when we're living in the old house, the other house there, I mean, I was struggling financially. Like I said, I was raising, you know, three kids. I mean, money was super tight. I was desperate, just following all the rules, going to church, serving, you know, always attending, just doing everything right, you know, mm-hmm. the way I knew. Uh, and my faith was beginning to be tested in, in the way of like, man, how am I going to be able to do this? How am I going to be able to pay for this? How am I going to be able to make ends meet? Like I am struggling here. Mm -hmm. I'm following all the rules, God. So I remember not being able to sleep one night and uh, it was like a full moon night or something. And it was summertime. Crops were half grown. So the grain was probably waist high. Yeah. Okay. It wasn't, it wasn't full stock yet. Y'all were all asleep. And I walked out of the house myself in the in the dark, just the moonlight and me. And not even my dog followed me, Penny. She would stay behind. I guess she was crashed out. But I walked down the our little driveway to the main driveway where you come in and go to go to Grandpa's and Theo Gilbert's in the back. I was on that I was on that main driveway, and the fields right there. So all the stock, the green stock, was was halfway up to my waist. And I remember just praying out loud and just being like, God, like, I don't know. I'm struggling here. I'm, I'm scared. And I just need to know. I just need to know, Lord, are you there listening? Can you hear me? And, um, dude, it was dead. Like, dead. No wind, no nothing. It was a full moon, just a calm. Yeah, crickets. Calm. Everybody was asleep. It's just me and God out there in that road. And as soon as I said, God, I just need to know that you're listening to me. The moonlight was so bright, dude. So bright. I'll never forget this. That you can see the tops of all the stock, the leaves kind of just resting on each other because it was so thick. Yeah. From from a distance, I remember seeing movement on the top of the stocks and a wind and a breeze. Just came out of nowhere. And I just saw like on the top of the stocks go like curve like that. Uh-huh. Almost like an S until it reached like me. And all of a sudden I just felt this breeze go all past me. Like that, dude. And I was in awe. Like that couldn't have been a coincidence. You know what I mean? Like there's just no way. That the timing and the way I saw the wind kind of like a, like just like a, a yeah, just, yeah, the, the, the stocks were doing this weird thing until it hit me. It, it could have passed me, 
but it went in front of me, nowhere else but me, and then it stopped. There was no more wind after that. It was just a breeze out of nowhere. And I said, okay, thank you. And I remember walking back into the, into the door, locked the door, and I went to bed, and I slept like a baby, knowing that God was listening to me. That's crazy, man. That was the, the one most touching, simple thing. God's been way evident, like some crazy miracles. But, and you, and I never, and I always knew never test God. Don't ever test God and say, are you there, God? Like, that's just something I, you don't do. Yeah. But, uh, man, I was struggling, dude. Like, I was just, didn't know, didn't know what to do. I don't even remember what the problem was. I don't even care anymore because once that happened to me, like, I just knew. You just know, you know what I mean? You just know these things. Uh -huh. and Man, it was so, so crazy. I don't. I haven't shared that with a lot of people, but that was a true thing that happened to me. And um, I often walked and prayed out there all the time. I always prayed around my parents' property, my uncle Gilbert's property. I was a big believer in praying over your your property and your land and stuff. But this was like I was in desperation. It was like more of a need. Like I just need to know God. I'm feeling like scared right now, you know. And dude. Like, it hit me, dude. Like, it was just like, wow. Okay. Sorry sorry to bother you. I know I'm not the only one in this world right now that's struggling. Probably people struggling out there with way more things. But he took the time to let me know I'm here, man. Don't worry. I'm here. And my faith, dude, just has always been just strong. I, I know God's there, you know. Yeah. I need to be there. You know what I'm saying? To me, as a calling from my, from a man, you know, God, I need to be there a lot more than, than you know, he's been for me. So... I'm just trying. I'm struggling still to this day. You know, we're, just, we're man. This is what we do. Yeah. But stuff like that, dude, man, it's just powerful, powerful stuff. And um, I'm glad it's never been one of those situations where I'm hanging on to to dear life on something that upside down, flipped over truck or something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm glad that's not what happened. This was like a very, very intimate situation that God just like showed me a, a, a little glimpse like don't worry man okay don't worry yeah and i've never forgot it that's something i'll never ever 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 forget it's pretty insane yeah and it wasn't it never uh, the breeze like i remember there was no more breeze just was just like one little moment of breeze and that was it and it hit me huh. and of all places it hit me like there was none over there there was none over there and there was bushes and trees my dad had those big old salt cedar trees too like i didn't hear the wind hitting that it was just hitting me that was what was crazy. Like, that's why I'm saying this is not a coincidence. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, you know, another crazy story of that same area. And again, praying over the property and just, just being in tune. We were, uh, <laughs> this made me hit my mind right now. But, um, we were, I was a youth pastor and I was, we were struggling to get like instruments for our band, for a little youth band. And I had the guitar. We had a little keyboard. I'm like, man, a bass would be great. Like, if we can just get a bass guitar, that would be awesome. You know, like, so we didn't have much money in our youth group. Yeah. And uh, I remember <laughs> they had just uh, plowed the field. <laughs> Check this story out, dude. They had just plowed the field. Uh, so the field was just clear and, and just nothing but dirt and everything. And I think even rained. There was like yeah. a rain. I remember there was a rain involved. And then it dried up. 
And I remember sitting uh, at the edge of uh, of our little doorstep there. And again, often I would just go for walks and I would take my dog to go poop in the field all the time. And I remember walking out there and for whatever reason, I was just curious. And I went walking in the field because they had just plowed and then it rained. So the, so the ground was, sorry, the ground was settled. Yeah. We found a bass guitar in that field. Really? I found a bass guitar in that field dude um it had it, it's it looked it appeared that like it f- somehow flew off of somebody's vehicle and hit the road and then landed in the field dude i'm serious david like you can't make this stuff up okay yeah so i was in the field and there was like the strings were busted it was a, a little beat up you know scratched up scuffed up but it was solid it had just rained. It was solid. Still, the, the thing. Doubtful that it would work. It fucking worked, dude. Like we plugged it into an app. We put. I put. I remember paying. Uh, so we were able to afford the strings. So I went and bought new strings. We put them on there. We tuned it. It worked. And Edward Nuncio was our little bass player, and he learned how to play bass off of that drum, that uh, bass guitar <laughs> for our, our little band, dude. In the field, David. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you, like, you can't make that stuff up. That's 100% God. Yeah. And that's know. a true story. That's, that's crazy, man. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I've ever had any, uh, what do you call it? I probably have, but I probably can't remember of having a, something like that happen, like, such a coincidence. Yeah. I mean, you, there, I mean, I don't know. God is good, dude. That's all I can say is God is good. I'll never forget the things that he's done for my family and, and I've made a lot of mistakes. I'm not going to act like I'm here righteous and, and perfect and good. I've made a lot of mistakes, David, but I've not lost my faith. I've not lost, you know, that part of me is, is never going to go away. Yeah. I'm human. I struggle. And I still struggle to this day, and I'm trying my best, you know, to get back, you know, where I was spiritually. But, man, it's tough. It's tough, tough, tough. So if you don't have at least those things to like look back at, man, you're gonna struggle. So, but man, dude, there's that's just two stories of of the hundreds that I have. I, I can, I'll recollect. You know what I mean? I'll come and tell you one day. But there's so much, man. Yeah, it's crazy. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I like that, dude. <clears throat> yeah, in Hearing a field, dude. In a field. I'll never forget that. I remember washing the mud, getting a rag, cleaning it up. Like it was a nice brand too and it had the skid the skid marks from the from the asphalt on the road and it it sh- had to shot at least 75 feet into the field from the highway i mean yeah, it was far fast. yeah it was far and thank god i mean i want to say it happened after the the, the uh, tractors had plowed because it would have tore up the plow would have tore up that guitar uh-huh. so it happened after so that i can see it that's the big part of that miracle is it happened after the plow so that I can see it when I went for my little walk. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's just like just timing it. and everything and just like, oh, you need a bass guitar? <laughs> Here you go. Like, like wow. <laughs> you know, like, Jesus, that is awesome stuff. You you just can't. I mean, uh, <laughs> I, I, for, I forgot about that story. Like, just that little other story remind me of that one but yeah man good stuff and i appreciate you inviting me man yeah it's been great man i've been it's been a long time due <laughs> <laughs> yeah i always tell 
my wife, how much I miss you guys and Mitch missing our little little talks sometimes at night and we used to make little fires and oh, yeah. be chatting up all night. We can just keep talking and talking forever, but we'll do it again. Yeah, whenever you next time you're free, man. I gotta get this one edited, but Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. For sure. Whenever you're free again. Love you. Love you too, Thanks Dad. for having me. Thanks for coming. You got it.